Tom. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 1st of October, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. It's me. And Robert Kemp. Why are you going to win? <laughs> the thing is, sorry. they're all going to lose because they've got the wrong voice actor. Probably. <laughs> yeah, <clearly. laughs> that's going to be weird it? for a while. Well, I mean, that's the Wonder Voice has already changed, right? And because he only says "Wowie Zowie," I don't think <laughs> anyone sure. will ever know. Well, as far as we know, he yeah. says that. Maybe he has a bunch of other voice lines. Damn or spam! <laughs> is it someone else doing the stupid flowers, or is it the same voice actor? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the actual question. Is like. Are they now going to have like three voice actors so that they can have one for Mario, one for Luigi, one for Mario? Yeah. <laughs> or is it still just going to be one guy who's one doing everything? Guy. I better be one guy. Probably. Be. Yeah. I mean, it's fair enough if they're brothers, right? Like Mario and Luigi to have one voice actor, I think probably makes sense. Yeah. Although, yeah, like Lisa and Bart are totally different voice actors, obviously. Yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a problem. They'll probably do that. Hell, they'll probably get Peach to be played by the same guy. <laughs> be really weird. Who? Peach. Oh, Peach. <laughs> just fill in, just fill in <laughs> all the female characters. I thought you well. said Pete. Princess oh, Pete. Pete. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pete. Yeah, you know, Pete. Pete, Pete Piranha. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. fully voiced now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what, mate? <laughs> That's obviously Pete for her voice. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> He's a, he's a proper yeah. He's a proper gangster. Who's got the lowest voice in in Mario? Bowser? No, no. Like, it's oh, got to be Pete. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, that's pretty low, but yeah, no. Pete Pete would have it if if Pete talked. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, theoretical no. voices. There's all a whole kind of different ones you could suggest that might be yeah. better. I mean, I guess like we've already bloopers or something. Yeah, probably but, have quite a low voice. <laughs> Big Penguin should probably have a lower voice than he does. <laughs> yeah, it's not that cry. Is not a basic cry. Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> Because it's a big penguin. Mm. Big penguin have bows. Do you think? Do you think emperor penguins have a bit of bass? I bet they don't. I bet no. they sound quite chirpy. <laughs> I think they probably sound yeah. like birds. In fact, yeah, I know. <laughs> What's the like bassiest bird going on? Um, hmm. Like, I guess a, a majestic kind of soaring eagle or something. But I bet they 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 don't even sound that majestic. Like that famous eagle sound effect isn't even an eagle, is it? The one that you hear in in every single oh, well, movie. Oh, the... yeah, not, that, at all. not an eagle. Really? Yeah. No, yeah, it's the not. Assassin's Creed jump sound. But eagle, uh, sorry, eagles. But all birds are descended from dinosaurs and i bet they must have been but you don't know maybe they weren't bassy maybe like no. the t-rex it sounds really cool in jurassic <laughs> park but maybe the real t-rex sound like a bird <laughs> like, <"Bwark!"> <laughs> like, the other one that's similar is like crocodiles right and they are super bassy because they like oh, yeah. water. that's, that's true rumbling. i mean that's true do they? I didn't. I, I mean, I know. I know whales communicate underwater, etc. Mm. But I didn't know crocodiles. And do they? Yeah, pretty sure. Like, they, oh, they fun do. facts. Animal facts. <laughs> they fun theoretical facts. They don't, they don't, they don't do they? So they I don't, don't, don't even think of them signals. as like. Do they even care to talk to each other, crocodiles? I, I, I imagine that they. I mean, every animal really have much has time. to talk to each other at some point. Do you think? I don't even know. If it's I just like, like get the fuck away from me. <laughs> mm. I guess so. 
I feel like crocodiles are... Well, you do see them in big groups, don't you? But I don't know if they're talking to each other or just fighting over food. What do I know about crocodile behavior? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Steve Irwin taught us nothing. This is not a podcast about animals. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <enough. laughs> no. Animal facts. I mean, we know, we know they can grab walls and uh, hit, a, hit a baseball real good. If latch is anything to go by. Video game reference. It's a podcast about video games. Yeah, it's a podcast movie. We do, um, at our stand-up meetings now, we do, at work, we do, like, fun fact of the day. Someone is nominated to give a fun fact. And there's quite a few animal facts. And uh, Katie, one of our uh, product people, on the account, um, gave some uh, fa- bird facts <laughs> about <laughs> swifts and swallows or whatever it was about how they like live life on the wing you know and can barely have the strength in their legs to actually perch you know and oh, they right. reproduce and they fly all on the wing and all these facts about uh, about swallows and i was like yes but what's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow <laughs> and she was like oh i don't know <laughs> Oh, and then she flew off a bridge. Flew off a bridge. I hope someone kicked her from the chat immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, is it swifts that bird bird facts? Is it swifts that can't take off unless they can go downwards? Like they have to jump off of something because they can't. Like, so if they're they on the ground, they're screwed. Yeah, I think it's they can't swift. get airborne. I think it's swifts that have that problem. Maybe they need a really stiff breeze to fly into to get off the ground. Yeah, maybe. It's like an aircraft carrier has to point towards the wind, doesn't it, to for the plane make it easier for the planes to take off? They're properly waft dependent. <laughs> Fully waft dependent. Yeah. <laughs> they don't fly; they just <laughs> waft. Imagine being waft dependent. Wafts are so uh, unpredictable, you know, just in general. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How are you supposed to depend on wafts? You've got to time it. That's what it is. You just got to, like, oh, right, right, right. I'm sitting there. It's not going the right way. It's not going the right way. All right, all right. Oh, I think it's shifting. I think it's shifting. Through all my years so of experience as a bird, exactly. on, a bird you, on the waft, I'm just You gonna... don't depend on wafts. You depend on your experience of, the of waft. how to find the right waft. Yeah. I suppose that's true of glider pilots, right? It's like, oh, there's probably an updraft there. We'll head that way. I don't Something understand how that works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, actually, I'm not sure they do know. They just have an instrument in their inside that just goes, oh, you're in a draft now. It's like, okay, well, I'll stay here for a bit. Are there sensors that can tell when there's a column of like hot air, like an updraft? I, I, don't guess know. I think I think it's just, you know, the the... I don't know what do you call it. Like, does the does the change the the rate of change of altitude just like it yeah. just suddenly affects you? So it's like, oh, I'm I'm gaining gaining height. Oh, okay. Hmm. A altimeter differential or something. I'm sure that's definitely measurable. Yeah, <laughs> but being heading towards the right direction to where that's going yeah, to improve. Where, where our what <laughs> actually could be. Yeah. They know where those wafts are. But how much experience can you gain? And surely every flight can't be that long. I suppose you can glide for quite a while. But like, you know, yeah, it's, you, you know, it's, it's for flying dependent. a plane, it's like how many hours of experience get flight hours. But surely 
a, a flight in a glider is generally shorter than a flight in a uh, presumably yeah depends how long how lucky you are i suppose at finding them and um because mm. i guess when i went up when i went up i was a little unlucky because they couldn't find one when uh, right uh and I, how long I, was it then from uh, like being launched i wouldn't say a huge amount you, of time you, probably about 20 minutes you, something like that do you get towed up there by a plane or yeah i got plane towed rather than catapulted <laughs> whatever it is they yeah. use yeah. whatever they do yeah 20 minutes. Yeah, I think it was about that's, that. It's quite a while. Yeah, it's reasonable. Reasonable. And that's when they can't find a, an updraft. Yeah. 20 minutes. Uh, okay. I think it was that anyway. Can't really remember. Yeah. A while back. Shorter than, than, you, than I sort of hoped. but <laughs> And they were like, a little apologetic. But it's like, well, we could go up again. It's like, <laughs> not having it. No? Oh, okay. Fair. I don't, when did you get to do that? Was that like a red letter day thing? Kind of, yeah. Um, uh, it, was a, it was a gift from my mum. For, oh, that's nice. Um, there's a, you can go to uh, Rattlesden, I think it is. There's a little airstrip mm. out that way where they launch gliders from. You've done a couple of good because you did the, uh, got to do the rally in the... Oh, that was a long time ago. The, the Evo. One. Yeah. The Evo, yeah. The Evo 4, yeah. But yeah, they didn't cool. let me out on. They didn't let me uh, slide that on gravel. Unfortunately, that was a that was a tarmac bit. But but oh. um, um, I forget what else I drove. I think it was a some sort of Suzuki that I did get to slide. But that was only front wheel drive, so the sliding's a little weird in that. Yeah, that's kind of you weird. can't really power through corners in the same way. No. Like putting Have the power down actually a... regains grip, <laughs> which is weird. But. Right, yeah, because you're kind of pulling yourself along. Yeah. What have you ever driven a rear wheel drive car? I mean, yeah, technically, Gnome's Beamer is a rear wheel drive car. So oh, right. I oh, is one. it? Oh. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Is that rear wheel drive? That what? What series is that? The oh, one series. I'm sure it is. Yeah. One series. Oh, that's cool. The one series one one six D, I believe. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Did BMW even make a front-wheel drive car? I guess they don't. I uh, unless you don't count like know. a Mini or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, you probably yeah the Mini probably does count, I guess. <laughs> what, as Indirectly, a Beamer, yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that one series? It's it's okay. Okay, here we go. Car review time. Yeah, let's, let's get let's get into it. Here we go. Doctor Miro time. I think it drives real nice, as in you know the feeling of the steering and the feeling of the acceleration. It's not like it's a super powerful car or anything like that, but no. it's but it's powerful no. enough. Um, and if you put it into sport mode, it's got it's got a little bit of poke to it. It's nice. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Generally, like the actual feeling of driving is very nice. Um, to yeah. the point where it's you know like like I get back in my my focus now, which you know is a is a, is a good car, but not like pretty standard high yeah. echelons of driving. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's um so now you know now it's like oh okay maybe this maybe this isn't as nice as I thought it was. <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, By the uh, way, even in, even in London, I keep seeing every um, for some reason recently on the street, I keep seeing the bit of rubber piping out the 
side of the door of the Ford Focus. <laughs> I've seen it like three times in the past two weeks. Classic. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's it. Does seem to be like the key failure on on Focus. <laughs> the, the, the door seal was just going. It's just oh, it's just always there. It's just always hanging. Anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that that's the, that's the good. Uh, like, but um, uh, R one in particular has been fairly unreliable. Um, and it's it's all right, but it's had a couple of high profile yeah. failures. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've never had to get towed before, for instance, in any other car I've owned other than this one. Mm. So that's the that's that's been a problem. And uh, it had a fault recently where uh, if you drove it in the wet and turned the windscreen wipers on, it would choose to brake all by itself, mm. which was mildly terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actually, can, you know can something can something be mildly terrifying, <laughs> or is, it just, like, <laughs> is that just a little bit scary at that point? Or, uh, well, yeah, we know exactly why. It's because like beamers apparently have this like quote unquote feature where when it's wet, they like to skim the brakes along the pads very slightly, in the, with the idea of drying them off a bit, like to just take the surface oh, layer of water off. And it's but supposed if that's to, miscalibrated, then or it, something goes wrong with the system, yeah. and it just it, like in our case, it's it's the you know the ABS unit take takes care of that, and in our case, it was just, it just couldn't. The ABS unit just seemed incapable of just applying a little bit of pressure, and so we just go. Mm. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna dry your brakes now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh god, I've just, I've just, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the basiest Mario character. It's actually the one block. <laughs> the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it would just suddenly, you know, you'd be, you'd be doing like sixty, and suddenly your speed would halve, and it's like, oh god, <laughs> this is a bad idea. Um, yeah, it was a fun time, but so yeah, they had to replace mm. the whole ABS unit to, and get a specialist repair and. To, right. to do it and stuff like that from our, our local garage. So that's your main complaint. It. It is the reliability, reliability has been a bit sucky? I don't like its computer system. I think it's horrible. I think it's bad to use. Right. Like it, yeah. it's uh, you know it's it's that sort of awkward halfway house like where they were. It's got it's a little fancier than what I've got got in the Ford, but as a result of that, it's just a nightmare to actually navigate and use. Um, much you know the simple system in the ford is all i need and it's fine like i don't have yeah, sat nav but yeah, i don't care well. i've got a phone for that um, if you put if you bought any like new car today it would have it would be crazy different to oh the yeah, yeah. Ford, if you bought one right? now chances yeah. are it would have a, have a screen it would be touch yeah it would be yeah it's basically standard now isn't it like, yeah which which to an extent is also quite annoying because things get yes. buried behind layers it's super um, annoying when you don't have a dial for the like heat well you, <laughs> sometimes you just want a button to say say yeah. go to my phone you know just mm. just just play the audio from my phone in a single button press thanks yeah. that'll be good or yeah uh, yeah, like you, know, you hear car reviewers complain all the time. It's like, oh, the uh, the uh, the all the air conditioning is now now tucked behind a screen, and you got to go to the right place to access it. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm changing it all that often to, for that to be a worry, but yeah, okay, it's a few extra steps in a car. Kind of annoying, yeah. It probably isn't a good idea. No, well, when you're trying to concentrate on. Driving, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what puts me. That has always put me off a bit about a Tesla in there and their no button philosophy. Yeah. Oh, completely. It's it's pretty weird. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Like, did you know that in a Tesla, in order to put it in reverse, you have to swipe down on the left hand side of, <laughs> yeah. on the on the edge of the screen? A, like, I think there is a manual way to do it, but obviously because they need a mechanical backup for everything, I guess. But but yeah, I did know that. That's really that's weird. So, that looks so awkward. 
It's like just just give me oh. a just give me a selector and push it in reverse. Doesn't it have a thingy where it predicts the whether you want to go backwards or not? So you don't have to touch anything. I don't so know. It's what, like does it, the, what does it do the game like, thing where if you hold the brake long enough, it just goes in reverse? <laughs> That's probably worse. <laughs> it definitely. I think it does something. So if it, it it figures out you're trying to parallel park and it automatically switches it like as you do it, like it's like oh now you stop now you're going to switch now you want to switch or yeah. whatever. But I think that I think they're getting to the point where they can parallel park themselves and you don't have to do it at all <laughs> sure yeah plenty of plenty of brand new cars like in that sort of then that sort of yeah. semi-luxury bracket will do that now and even some that, that aren't in that bracket will do it um, yeah it's true but um yeah so there's a bit of that uh, yeah it, it, most, most cars solve this problem by just allowing you to use a carplay or android auto and then you, you just let that take over and it's like okay fine and then no, i can just use the entertainment system with that yeah exactly it's like it's just, just my the, phone then the okay. well-designed one yeah yeah fantastic that's cool um i was wondering what, what, what so if it drives nice what would an m series one oh, i better drive even nicer be but, like but, do you think but, it'd be that'd be a good car yeah know. yeah I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it would be you know the, M, the, the m's are usually confused because um, it's like the two the in-between one is like the there the is next, a there is a two series a two, that's like a slightly longer coupe um yeah that's like the sporty one series, right? The two series, kind of. The, yeah. The four is the sportier three series, and then yeah, sort of. They they are sort of increasing in size generally as you go up yeah, the numbers. Somewhat. But... Yeah. An increasing cost. Who drives a fucking full sized five series car? Who drives those things? I don't know. No, I don't. I'm not sure I know anyone that's ever had a five mm. or a seven. Oh my god, seven. See him about every now and then. Actually, in fairness, I haven't seen a seven for ages, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. They're about, I guess everyone wants the X's though now, right? They want the big BMWs. Mm. You either go small or you go big. No one goes in between anymore. Or so the market, is, so the market says. So what's the starter car going to be in a Forza Motorsport? <laughs> Well, the one that the one well, seven or whatever. Are well, we on eight? Like which eight, one? Are we technically, on? yeah, like eight. Okay, um, but what's it? Is it? Is it just called the Matrix or whatever? Sorry, <laughs> is it just called <laughs> the Forza Motorsport? Yeah, pretty much. For, for Motorsport okay. Kings. Okay, uh, <laughs> Kings. It doesn't uh, have a number, does it? No, it doesn't this time. They've re- they rebooted. Uh, and uh, uh, well, the, the the intro car is a Corvette of some description. The one you play like in the Welcome right. to the Game kind of sequence, um, right? For the Americans, I guess. Can you even get a Corvette here? I guess you can. Uh, yeah, I have on the rare occasion I've seen them about, but they're, yeah, they're pretty rare over here. I'm guessing it's only the American Airmen at the airbase that have the Corvettes, right? Or around Paris <laughs> and Edmonds and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because they always had all the Mustangs, right? You ever notice that all the Mustangs driving around Barry St. Edmunds because they're all from Lake <laughs> no. and Heath? Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're there's always gigantic. <laughs> I mean, there's always one parked at my dentist in Ipswich, so I don't know if that mm. counts for anything. Uh, yeah. prob- that probably is the dentist, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. There's, there's like a sign on the wall saying this is where the Mustang parks. Like, <laughs> like not even joking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All <laughs> oh, right, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. I don't know, and the other the other thing about the Beamer that I don't like is I don't think its seating position is quite nice. It doesn't it doesn't feel quite as like this is where the pedal should go in relation mm. to the alignment of the wheel. And apparently, some manufacturers do have a bit of a problem with that when they make the right hand drive version. 
of the oh, car, so they, so they make the left-hand drive version nice because like, that's their you know for their market, their home market, and yeah, then, and then when Germany they convert it, yeah. they sometimes screw some stuff up. Uh, and I think in Beamer's, yeah, the, at least in at least in this this Beamer, which is what 2015, um, it's a uh, not that old. Yeah. No, not super old, but yeah, at least in this one, it kind of feels a little bit twisted to me, a little bit. It's you know where, where your feet go aren't quite as comfortable, but that could just be Gnome's sitting position. I, but I haven't been able to dial it in when I've took the time to be like, you know what, I'm going to change this just for me and really annoy her. <laughs> it's like I'm just not able to get it right. Hmm. Anyway, Beamer review. I, I da- tried I da- to I done wedge in some video game talk in there. Yeah, <laughs> but, little bit, little bit. I think we did well. Yeah. Down the car I can't play Cuphead on it. How about that? You can you can do that in a Tesla. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's a selling point. I <laughs> not really. That's a, I mean, it's stressful enough it's sitting on your sofa playing Cuphead. So I don't know <laughs> when you drive it down the highway, you're definitely going to cause some accidents. There's some kart sure racer or something you can play on it that we actually use the steering wheel of the use car. Use the steering wheel and then oh, look God, off to the side man. really awkwardly to actually play. It. Anyway, it's, it's what a, what imagine a, using the the steering yoke to play cuphead <laughs> impossible <laughs> oh man anyway. i actually kind of get you know the whole have a massive screen just in case you're yeah, sat, sure, sat there sure. for a I bit mean, like and or goes, waiting for yeah. something then they've got something to do sure, everyone's yeah. got a phone i guess so they could just do it there but still having a big screen might be nice yeah anywho what else is going on thank you if not been thin and well <laughs> that's why this podcast is an entire week delayed yeah, yeah. probably should have possible for a week apologies for the delay probably, probably should have front loaded it with that <laughs> but you're back well, on I, air I was considering using that as my intro at the very start of the podcast but then I was like no that's not let's see let's save that slightly but then it's got saved a bit more apparently <laughs> yeah so what happened have you been saved on? Yeah. Well, or, or, are you doomed? <laughs> well, I mean, I've got like an entire another week's worth of antibiotics to get through yet. So oh, <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Oh, you can't drink. That's annoying. <laughs> well, I can't, <laughs> fucking, I can't fucking sleep for more than six hours in a row is the actual problem. Oh, no. What? Did, due to the issue? You have to take them every six hours. Oh, uh, what? Huh. So, so you have to like set an alarm, but can, can you just like blearily, you know, that have it on the bedside table with a water bottle and like take it and then go straight back to sleep. Kind of, because it also the like you know the medication instructions are like don't lie down immediately after you take this. Uh, so, well, so you yeah. at least have what? to sit up for like five minutes or whatever. Right, oh, okay. the pills. Well, that's quite an annoying restriction. Although what? speaking of speaking of weird restrictions, like how many times have you actually read the actual instructions of, of like medication? <laughs> no, for like, real? like like hardly ever. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, I was like, well, this is like real medication, so I probably should <laughs> just mm. be on the safe side. But like the weird thing about it is, like the entire time I was in hospital, they're just basically you're basically on paracetamol the entire time. They just right, keep that yeah. like every time the drugs are yeah. given out it's just here's some more paracetamol which in my case was more important for like fever control or whatever than mm. pain but like so when I get home and I look at the instructions for the antibiotics I've been given like in pill form rather than in hospital where it was all liquid or whatever right I get home I read the instructions and these pills specifically say do not take this paracetamol oh mm, so they're ch- and I'm oh. like okay then 
They've switched. Okay. So the entire time I was in the hospital giving theoretically possibly even the same drug, but just in liquid form, I was completely full of paracetamol, but now now we're home and it's like, don't do that. Yeah, but there are like mm. there are like plenty of variants of antibiotics, aren't they? That's the that's the thing. You can be like allergic to mm. some and then they'll well, sure. yeah. I mean that that was you know part of the whole first couple of days in the hospital where it was just like at the start, they just basically dump generic shit tons of generic antibiotics at you until they figure out which exact one they need right yeah <laughs> so what so what prompted like the whole visit like how did it how did it how did it begin tell us the, <laughs> tell us the story there's not much story to tell and that's kind of the problem because it's like they, even the doctors were like well i guess you were just unlucky <laughs> oh really helpful <laughs> basically i was i was sitting on my computer playing rocket league and then I, my back started to hurt because my posture playing Rocket League is awful for a start. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm just going to go lie down for a while so I can unfuck my back, which is what I usually do. And then once my once the back pain went away, I was like, hang on a minute, my leg hurts. And then it got a lot worse. <laughs> oh, weird. Did you not immediately think it was like a, a back-related thing that was making your leg hurt? Because that's what I normally think, right? Like if I have back pain, then... You know, sciatica, I mean, sciatica can it, mess your leg up as well. And it's, kind of, but it like got worse a lot, like way quicker. Was it like, like a warm pain? Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> but it was like it was, it was bad enough that I like. I say I like I when I was talking to the doctors and whatnot, I said it was like the pain was bad enough that I then threw up. But I'm not entirely convinced that that was really the case. Like, what, you just had some bad. Yeah, it's I ate bad something bad as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I threw up, and then I was like, "I need paracetamol," so I did, ate that. And then there was just like, "I'm not." And then I failed to sleep for like the next four hours, and was like hella feverish. And it was like, "Yeah, let's just go to the hospital." I think. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting. And yeah, by I that point, I don't... you could see it on my leg and everything. So it's like, yeah, this, uh, okay. this is probably an infection of some kind. Inter- yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know at what point it's. <laughs> I don't know at what point I would make would have made the call like to let's go because I'm I'm usually pretty reluctant to get well help of any kind let's put it that way <laughs> well yes obviously mm, yeah um so it's just a uh, yeah I don't know I don't know if I'd have made the same same choice good that you did though <laughs> well it, I mean it was noticeably like different because it was all in like well, it was all in one leg and it was like very well, I mean once it started getting red and everything it was like yeah there's something definitely going on yeah <laughs> probably need to deal with this in some way mm. <laughs> deal with it and now i can do a salad cast review of yeah the hospital i guess <laughs> <laughs> how was the process of getting how did you end up in, in the hospital well i mean i was yeah. <laughs> So I, you phoned the stupid that that ultimate yeah, number, yeah. like the one two one, one, two one or whatever, yeah. whatever the hell it is. You one one, that one. is it one one one? Yeah, it's like triple one at but one the point. other way. Yeah, yeah. But so they ask you a bunch of questions, and then at the yeah. end of it, it's, the woman is like, "Yeah, you should probably go to hospital." It's, tr- it's triage, <laughs> so it's like, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what they like go to A and E? Yeah, or, just just okay. go. Okay. Which is you know confirming what I already thought, so that's fine. So where did you go, Ipswich? Yeah, went went into the into the ER there and it was just like hey like 
I think they were meant to Don't already... call it ER. That's yeah. an American, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? ER. A&E. Thank I mean, you. George, Sorry. George, Clo- <laughs> George Clooney's going to rock up and just have it. Yeah, just, just... Like, is this in Chicago? That'd be way cooler. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot cooler. Yeah, but he would. Anyway, all, all Clooney would do is just stand in the corner with a clipboard and smolder. He wouldn't actually help you. You would just just sort of just yeah, be but, in the corner going. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but then they'd also actually solve the problem a lot quicker, probably. And then he'd probably one episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is like casualty oh, situation. True. Yeah. And you might get an Holy espresso city. out of it. There's always, Possibly. There's always yeah, lucky. Cross, yeah. Cross yeah. <laughs> some dapper, some dapper Dan. Yeah. But I went yeah. in there, and I'm sure they were meant to have the information from that call, but I don't think they did. So you know, redo all that information. Redo basically. it. Yeah. <laughs> as as always. Yeah. Yeah. Because systems don't link up. So no. And then also. I don't think this mattered very much, but like coincidentally, this was the first day of the doctor strike. <laughs> oh no! Right. I don't think it actually mattered too much because, like, I barely saw any doctors anyway. It was like all nurses and then like one consultant. Well, they they usually do try and like these these strikes do normally like avoid A and E staff as much as well, possible. Sure, but then even when I was in the actual part of the hospital, it was like this is all nurses anyway. It's just wards stuff. They don't actually use doctors for that really. To a point, yeah. But yeah, we got in there and then spent like the first night of just like giving a shit ton of fluid pumped into me in a ridiculous way. <laughs> just normal fluids <laughs> and antibiotic fluids, which is weird because it's like you're not drinking anything and you still have to pee every two hours. Oh man. Because you're having so much goddamn liquid pumped in through your arm. Weird. Oh, that must suck, not being able to... I've never had a thing where I've had to... Did you have to kneel by mouth then, basically? Or... No, there was no restrictions on like what I could eat or drink, so oh, that's okay. fine. God, it's that, just yeah, like, but... they were putting all the fluids in for me anyway, so I didn't really feel the need to drink. Yeah, interesting. Because it's, it's such a... Like a like a knee jerk for me. Like like if I, if I got if I got two seconds, and there's nothing happening. I better have a sip or something. <laughs> like <it's> just, <laughs> yes, as we know from the podcast, yeah. where Rob can't get for a podcast without two drinks at the same time. Yep, absolutely. My my throat just goes. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, um, <laughs> what we were talking about before this podcast. Part. I have to be permanently lubricated, <laughs> <laughs> double fisting at all times. <laughs> the more annoying part, of course, is like while they weren't. While there was no restrictions on what I could eat or drink, they were keeping track of everything that came out. Well, not everything. The liquid part that came out, which means you'd have to pee in a bottle uh, all the time. Uh, sometimes. Which initially, which, okay, so firstly, I got away with, you know, peeing in a bottle and not anything even worse than that, because <laughs> I could still stand up. That was the important okay, thing. Yeah, yeah, even though good. my leg was fucked, I could still, like, stand up at least. So, you know, sometimes you're doing it next to the bed with the curtain pulled round. But then eventually I I decided that was not... The, I, I decided I could walk enough to at least get to the bathroom, yeah, yeah, which good. makes it way easier. Like, you don't really realise until you're in that situation where it's like, just looking at the toilet, it makes it way easier. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, I guess there's a sort of like a, a yeah, mental Psychological block. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, I, I can I can hobble my ass to the toilet enough to deal with it this way and that's better <laughs> also speak, speaking of the pee bottles they're made of cardboard <laughs> yeah really and that's, that's just weird and I mean obviously I think, like, that work? I think that's true is of like, like the, the bedpans and things as well now right they're not actually bedpans yeah. are they like, like plastic coating lined or whatever I don't think it's like a coating I think it's just like embedded like it's a it's a mix or whatever that just makes it waterproof <laughs> 
Yeah, there's like a there's like a specific off. type of cardboard that I can't like really that that, I, that is in other things that I can't uh, really think of what that is. But you'd know it when you held it. You'd be like, it's like the kind of material they make egg boxes out of. Actually, yeah, it's it's, it's like a slightly more dense egg box, basically. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that that I went through a shit ton of those, and like that continued for like nearly the entire time I was in there. They were tracking it. Though the amount of fluids getting put into me decreased significantly, I mm. went back to actually drinking things. <laughs> but the most annoying part is just like, so here's the actual soundcast review of Hospital. <laughs> of the NHS in yes. England. Yeah, okay. Is that like, obviously it's hard to tell from like your perspective because you only see like a tiny segment of what's going on. But yeah. like, the nurses really suck. <laughs> Oh, oh no. man, really? <laughs> well, they'll, they'll like come. They'll come over to you and be like, "Hey, we need to do this thing," and you're like, "Okay, we can. Yeah, let's do this thing." And then they just disappear for fifteen minutes, and then they come back and do the thing. And it's like, "So, what the fuck were you doing?" Yeah, why, <laughs> did, you, why did you warn me about it? Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but obviously, you know, they're probably juggling like fifty different patients. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All kinds a... of things could interfere and interrupt. Yeah, but like, yeah, it yeah. just seems really badly organized no a good friend a good friend of mine is is a nurse and they uh uh yeah it's usually that it's usually that they'll they'll, they'll be prepping to do something and something else will come up almost every time and it's they've, yeah. got, they've got to go deal with that first or there's some emergency somewhere else so everything else gets put on hold and it's the, 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 that's just the norm it's um, and the other thing that constantly sucks, prioritizing like, yeah what's the thing to do yeah the other thing that sucks but is like much less relevant for us is like <laughs> If you don't speak English very good, you're going to get fucked in hospital. Oh, <laughs> it sucks. Wow. Like just from the like three or four other people I heard around me who don't. There's like there was there was an, an Arabic guy who was just pissed because he basically didn't really understand how diagnosis can change over time as oh, different right. doctors see different things or whatever. Yeah. So, so he was pissed about that he was annoyed that the first thing he was told that wasn't true any longer right. yeah okay. basically right i mean um, why would you be annoyed at that surely that's just like oh, well because they weren't is, this explaining is... it like well enough well, no, for his I, understanding I, of the sure you know, explanation I, I guess i guess doctors and nurses don't they generally don't do that right because well that is sort of the other problem is just like no one really explains anything yeah. like even really obvious things like how the hell you work this bed <laughs> it's like i pretty much had to figure that out on my own right yeah well they don't have time for that like, like they no should, obviously yeah you got other shit to do but then like there was a i think portuguese guy across from me who basically didn't understand english almost at all and that but that just sucked for him. <laughs> he was just pretty much by himself. Not even because he, I don't think they even made him understand, you know, the call button for the nurses or whatever. He was just pretty much stuck. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah, I don't know what you would yeah. do though, right? You'd have to, well, yeah, unless the, unless the hospital has some random interpreter who's basically like well, probably doing other... miles and miles of circuits every night just to get yeah, around one of, one of the other guys who was foreign was talking about they did have a, a, an in doctor who could speak the language at some point and I don't know if they ever showed up and then like one of the other ones just had his family show up Oh, okay. Except it's, yeah. it's really annoying for that as well because like visiting hours, which was like ten till seven or whatever, visiting hours happens after like the rounds where the doctors come and explain to you what's going on. So they right. actually had to like 
get his family to come in and then they had to explain like no we're we're allowed to be here because we're the interpreters for this guy (laughs) even though it's not this yeah Mm. basically if you're in if you speak a foreign language you're you want your family to the someone who can actually translate translate, for you to be there at all times ideally that is probably true (laughs) wherever you are that's probably not well, yeah, a UK obviously. specific thing because it's you want, yeah. you, want, you want your talent in certain areas and languages probably isn't a key skill um, for a medical special. Um, Maybe certain areas have like a higher proportion of a certain language or something yeah. and have a bit more chance, but generally, yeah. I mean, they allow difficult. most wards allow mobile phones now, right? They've dropped that restriction. Like, yeah. So it's like. At, could at least attempt to Google like, Translate. These, those people didn't try and call, you know, call up someone to do the translation even. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd give Google a go. <laughs> Assuming you're, mm. you've got good network, I suppose. I think that would be too slow, though, because I don't think doctors would, you know, hang around long enough to work through that system. Is there like a real-time translator or, you know, real-time-ish translator you can use? Does Google do that now? Um I mean, maybe. <laughs> or is it still all request, I suppose, where it goes? Yeah, something. Yeah, they must do. They must do. I'm sure I've seen adverts, of, but maybe on the Apple side where people have sort of done that. But I don't know if it's still just sped up for the advert or if it's like, if it is like still request based where they say a thing and then wait for a server to tell them what was said. I don't know. Yeah. We must be near the Babelfish age, surely. <laughs> Maybe. We're definitely getting closer, yeah. And then the other important thing, obviously, is if you're allowed to eat shit, maybe get people to bring you outside food and don't eat hospital food. Oh, man, no, I, I, I'm going to refute that. Like, when, when we were in for, like, like Miles uh, being born, then we were like, uh, I don't know, hospital food was pretty good. <laughs> I had Sometimes. Some. <laughs> some of it was gone awful. Okay, okay, is it variable? I mean, they are at least fairly flexible on like allowing you to just say that you don't want something and they can get something else. Like, I, yeah. one night I was like, I don't really want any of these hot meals, but can you just get me one of the sandwiches that are usually for lunch? And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got those hanging about. They were like, at least on the maternity ward, they, I think there was one moment where they were just like, yeah, we've got some extra stuff hanging about. Help yourself. <laughs> just, well, just, sure. go, just go with they the fridge. Do that as well. Yeah. But it's just like, some of it was, well, actually, I, like, I didn't really like any of it, but I think that was like partially nausea. Maybe, mm, was like, maybe. I, I definitely had to force myself to eat things a couple of times. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're allowed to, you just get someone to bring shit in. There were some dudes at the other end of the room eating McDonald's. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I've heard. Of it. We used to, um, yeah, we've ordered curries for people. Some, some, one of my mates was was seriously offering to offering to get a, get a KFC brought in, and we we're like, no, it's fine. <laughs> We probably should have done that, but still. But, you know, you know it's, it's, obviously it's, the advantage of hospital food is, you know, it's free, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I had some kind of, not normally into my baked potatoes, but it was a baked potatoes with some kind of chickeny brothy thing over it. Like while we were still in the maternity ward and they just, they were like, they were like, yeah, yeah, you can have some as well. And I'm like, cool. Uh, that sounds way better than anything like ice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. 
And I just remember like the first the first thing after after Little and was born, like Gnome was like they were, they were, they were obviously they're really nice to new mums because they've been through a lot at that point and they're just like uh like like what do you want anything like we'll get you something and she's like toast and jam and tea and then it's like yep there you go <laughs> have some like super easy not not exactly a complex meal but still it was just like here have some toast and jam and she's like oh <laughs> it's what you need in that kind of situation <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well that was sure was what it was like when i came home and i was just like holy shit i can just eat normal shit <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and sleep and sleep normally. That was my actual big problem. Is except like, for six hours only. Well, yeah, yeah, except for six hours only. But like, my big problem is that like because I can't sleep on my back, which is the default pose of hospital beds. Yes, of it's just like I was totally boned there, and also you know I had like a thing stuck in the in inside of my elbow, so that even makes like lying on my side difficult because you've got like this pipe that you have to worry about all the time. So yeah, I basically didn't sleep very well at all. And then when I got home, it was like, holy shit, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Finally sleep for at least six hours. I'll tell you what, getting out of Ipswich Hospital can be fun. I, I properly got lost one time. <laughs> just like, how do I get out of here? <laughs> just kept. It was like the middle of the night or something. I was, I'd, I'd gone to like the, the, again, like super hidden like sandwich shop or something down one, in one of the sections of the, of the hospital. And like, we tried to find my way out. And all I kept kept finding was like closed departments. So I'd walk down one corridor and end up in like, well, none of the lights are on here. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> oh man, spooky. Yeah. They closed for like... Red- well, I think they were like reason. like triage clinics or something like you know for oh, okay. various things that they run appointments for during the day, but like there's no purpose during at night, so they were all just shut down, and so all the lights were off, as, you know, mm. sensibly, and it's just like oh, this this clearly isn't money. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a had a hard time, and I know they're, oh. they're constantly working on it for hospital, but like still, it's like difficult. More signage required. Perhaps just a lovely mm. line on the floor to be like, this is the way out. Like, wherever you are, there's just a line yeah. on the floor that's like, go, like, go here. I mean, that's the sort of thing that is done in hospitals, right? And it's not completely out of character. No. To have, like, lines on the floor. I think I've definitely seen that in a few places. But... Yeah. Need to upgrade. Well, that's the Zach review of Ipswich Hospital. <laughs> yeah. Hideously understaffed. They, they know it. I know. Yeah. I don't know if they were understaffed. <laughs> it seemed like there was an appropriate amount of staff most of the time. Yeah, okay. Although that is one, one more thing that does kind of suck about and also feeds into the the seeming disorganization of the nurses is like the handover to, between shifts takes like an entire hour and they're basically not responding to patients at all during that time <laughs> because they have to you know explain everything that's going on to each other obviously that's yeah. the actual reason but it does just sound like they're just talking to each other <laughs> just outside the room that is a long they're time actually that's that's yeah that's longer than i would expect depends how, i guess it depends how many patients each like what's the the nurse to patient ratio yeah like which i guess in some departments is way bigger than others also there was one this is much less of a complaint about hostels in general but like i'm gonna talk about this one dude but like there was this one nurse who was absolutely destroyed in like aftershave like you could smell it oh, walking no. past your bed <laughs> oh no and it was like oh god here he comes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a lot worse smells in hospitals. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe for some, that's a nice relief. But Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Do you think they were aware or they just thought, this is my, do you think they were owning it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> this is my professional odour. Or we just really, really they, or they, didn't that's... like it and was just trying to use it up. You know, well, <laughs> to, to layer were, it on. Or maybe they couldn't stand the smells of the hospital and they were trying to cover it up for themselves. Oh, not that's, for yeah, that's maybe, possible. Maybe. But then surely you just need a little I, bit of little dab on your mustache or whatever. <laughs> then... Maybe. I never have good reason to use any kind of aftershave stuff. Or, what, what's it even called? Cologne. Cologne. Yeah. Cologne. Oude parfum. Yeah. I always think people are going to. Obviously, you want people to notice, but then they're going to be like, "Oh, you smell nice," and it's like that's kind of annoying. Yeah, why, yeah, why, why do you why do you smell nice? What are you trying to yeah, do? Yeah, why? Yeah. What are you trying to? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I felt like it. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. even at a wedding or something, if I'm in a suit or something, I still don't put those. Maybe I should do that. Oh, I do I sometimes. Know. It depends. It depends what it is. It has to be like a proper proper event, which obviously there aren't Occasion. that many of, unless you're like high society, I guess. But like, hi. hi. Come to my wine evening, yeah. I will. <laughs> I mean, I will, yeah. I'm not going to say no to a wine <laughs> evening. But like, and I'll wear aftershaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll come schmooze <laughs> with, the, with the mayor, I guess. I don't know. Uh, schmooze. <laughs> schmooze. I went to... I. Went to see New Order on Friday. Oh, nice. Um, because, <clears throat> so it's a bit weird. My company has uh, some relationship with some other, <coughs> excuse me, other company um, that has a corporate box at the O2 arena. Oh, and I was like, and I was like, I thought it was like they booked the box, you know, to use it for entertainment. But when I got there, it's like they're, that company's logo is on the door to the box. Oh, wow. So they have so it like permanently. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, so I said, and uh, there was two spare tickets going. So I was like, yeah, I'll come along to New Order. A lot of people don't seem to have heard of New Order. I guess young Wait, people what? don't know what that is. Yeah, I know. I was like, I guess it's uh, somewhat understandable, less well-known than a lot of things. But I was is like, it? Joy Division, and they're like looking at me with like blank faces. I'm like, you maniacs. So <laughs> obviously, so I went along. Uh, to be fair, the whole crowd, like a lot of them were like a, you know, 40 year old men in, in new order t-shirts and stuff as you would but, expect you know, i guess yeah. yeah as you would expect yeah i mean i mean they were big in the 80s so um uh but yeah so i was in this like corporate box which was opposite like the stage at the o2 arena so you got in and you were like looking out on the giant crowd or whatever mm. which was seemed pretty sold out i think <laughs> um, but you're a long way away i guess yeah a long way away from, mm. from the front and i was in this smooth you know uh you know cushy like corporate box which was hot completely mostly empty to be honest and and it had like a bar in it and sipping champagne and stuff and thinking i think i'd rather be down there in the crowd yeah. like actually close to the stage i mean it was very yeah. nice uh but they were like hey let's have a nice time let's have a dance let's have a boogie let's entertain some clients and i'm like as soon as new order start playing they start playing a joy division song i'm like go like full ian cotus mode mm. you know i'm like um you know, I'm ashamed of the things I've been put through. I'm ashamed of the person I am, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so slightly different. I don't think a lot of them knew, like, a lot of the songs, like, or, or how, like, Carp felt it, especially because, like, after when they came on for the encore, they did, like, basically a tribute to Ian Curtis and stuff right, like that, right. it's very, which was very sad and stuff. But it was really good. I mean, and they played Blue Monday and all that stuff. Um, well, of course they did. Uh, but I yeah, mean, it, it was would cool. be a, It would be an 
an absolute travesty if they did. If they didn't, yeah. I mean, they got new stuff, like the new album's good, and they had a really good album in 2015, I remember. But why wouldn't you? That's like, the thing. Like, yeah. like, just why wouldn't you? You got, yeah. You, you know why people are there. Come on, you know why people are there. They want, they want to be yeah, asked how exactly. they feel. <laughs> I mean, the final song they played was "Love Will Tear Us Apart" again. So, I mean, no, they cool. know, yeah, 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 they know what they're doing. Yeah, so it was cool, and it's a giant arena, so you've got to do that, right? Mm. I suppose. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's something weird. Something about. I mean, I'm not a massive concert fan in general, just because. Yeah, I. <laughs> I normally start critiquing every part of it, like all being stamped on hmm. by some, or being annoyed by some other crowd person who just well, happens to be standing next to me. Yeah, if you're in the crazy box, you'd have that trouble. But like, I think you'd end up with the, the the similar feeling by just being so far away and like it was I don't a know, long way away. Like like you know, yeah. one of those people who like have to get out those little opera binoculars like on a stick. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah Just yeah. be like, mm, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I, I mean, there's you. screens and stuff, and you see all the audiovisual stuff. And sure, stuff, but it's which not is, quite is, the same. Which is probably how. You enjoy most of Glastonbury anyway, I guess. Like just watching a screen from miles away. And well, right I like there. to try. Well, with Glastonbury, I like to try and get at the front. Like, sure. But you have to be prepared, and you know it's not easy. You have no. to be strategic about it. Like to, I got pretty. I got close enough for Paul McCartney that I could see his face without having to look at the screen, like sure. quite clearly. Uh, but that that was not easy. I, I was. We were camp. Uh, you know, Noel Gallagher and stuff for mm. quite a few hours beforehand. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather be in the crazy crowd, like getting a bit squashed. <laughs> I prefer that to being in the the super luxury box glass right of wearing people and your lack of fear. <laughs> glasses wearing. I do wear glasses. Do you, what, do you, do you wear them at, at Glastonbury? Because you don't wear them all the time, do you? Or, or have you no, not always. Yeah. But I did wear them then because that, that it, I probably couldn't have seen Paul McCartney's face as well if I wasn't wearing okay. my glasses. Because, like, be I don't know, that's, that's kind of been, been my thing. Like, they, they've always been like, when, when things have got really rough, they tend to get like a bit knocked off. <laughs> yeah, I did bring a backup. Like, I did bring a backup. I think I wore my old glasses to Glastonbury mm. rather than my current ones. Sure. Which aren't that different in terms of the prescription, but. Um, Oh, I think they're almost the same, but like they just—I um, was just a bit worried that they would get hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely don't want it turning into a mosh pit. That's that's where I lost. That's where I've lost pets. No, no, <laughs> exactly. Well, it wasn't Download Festival. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it was Glastonbury. But I'm sure I've seen people with glasses in mosh pits, <laughs> which is yeah, probably it's, a, bad it's, it's a bad idea. Yeah. Unless you've got yeah. one of those like rubbishy straps around the back. <laughs> well, my new thing is wearing a. I've seen people wearing what are essentially bum bags, but you wear them around your over your chest, like like oh, okay. slung yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I know those. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then I could put the glass in the glasses case and zip them up, and then have it against your chest as you jump around. Mm. <laughs> Unless you're the chest bumping type, <laughs> that's probably a bad idea. Well, hey, oh. <laughs> have I lost you? It's gone very quiet. Nobody likes yeah. chest bumping, apparently. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, no. I mean, yeah. A bit. It's a bit. Is it a bit bro for the UK? A chest mm, bump. Maybe. Maybe. Why? What would you recommend? Would you actually use it as a full-on bum bag? I'd be a bit worried that it would get knocked off or something. Yeah, or someone if you, just steal it from yeah. behind. Or... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. Probably. Hang in the box. <laughs> yeah, chill out with the champagne in the box. In the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More caviar, oh, please. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shall uh, we? move this in the video game kind of direction I mean, we're, I also, I mean we're almost yeah, an hour in and we and we're, we're yeah, okay, fair. I, I, I will say my, my, my one like film and TV like spot uh, yeah go on I've, I've watched all of Secret Invasion now not that into oh, it oh no really I'm, yeah not that into it the, um, oh you're not oh no. that's what I expected because <laughs> okay. no. I heard I heard bad things it's, I haven't seen a single uh, episode of Secret Invasion or Ahsoka I have it's, no it's, interest it's not like I'm it was cancelled. It's not like it was awful. It's just it didn't. It uh, it was it felt like it was missing something the entire time. Like it didn't have a hook. Like even though the stakes seem large in this, like oh, it's all of it's all of humanity again, uh, or mm. like uh, oh, there's a considerably more deaths in this than you might expect, including a key character or two. Um, mm. And it, you're just like okay, like you're going for it, but there's no real meat to it. There's no real. You never feel behind it, and it's um, I don't quite know how you, how you just how how or why really. It's just sort of it, it's 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 missing a glue, some some component that's just like important. It's like it's a shame because like I don't think any one person in it is bad. Um, like I don't think Samuel L. Jackson is bad. I don't think Olivia Col Olivia Coleman's probably the best thing in it because she's always the best thing in anything. She's always the um, best. Uh, uh, yeah, she's great. Um, and it's just, I mean, Amelia Clark's Amelia Clark. She's just doing what she does. It's nothing, nothing too unusual there. Um, no. um, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just missing something. It's uh, doesn't, doesn't really work as a, on, on the scale. I think they intend it to, um, uh, and that's a bummer. Oh, that's a bummer. And it also, like, it writes things into, like, the MCU just seems to have a real talent at the moment for writing themselves into some really weird spots. Like, because the, mm. the, the ramifications of this leaves one character as just, like, you know the whole power creep problem that, yeah, that these classic. things have? It's like, yeah. I, they are running into that super fast. Mm, they're running yeah. headlong into it right now um i mean they already screwed up with captain marvel like uh like before the end of the sure. Infinity War but, but they even, kind of yeah. then like they almost get away with that by the fact that captain marvel is more interested in the fate of the rest of the universe not just earth <laughs> right she's right? like so uh, she's I'm so, busy guys sorry yeah, <laughs> so i was like I, I can bugger off and do other things it's like and that that kind of worked but the end without kind spoiling of. it they've kind of written themselves back into that problem um right now um yeah and it's um it's tricky i i don't really i don't know that they're working together i don't know that the mc like you get that feeling from like especially like phase one and two mcu that everything was working in harmony and it was all coming together towards common goals and working sure. and i just don't get that feeling anymore it's all no, a bit scattershot. It's all it's all a bit agents of shield not talking to the rest of the not talking to Disney <laughs> or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, which is ironic because the whole point of the new wave of Disney uh, Marvel TV show is it, it they are the it same is all under one anyway. hood. Yeah, it's not it's, yeah. not it's not a splinter anymore. Um mm. it's not Fox versus NV ABC, I think it was versus Marvel Studios or whoever. There's a little bit of versus Sony yeah, still in in the Spider-Man side of things. There's still that, but um yeah, it, otherwise it's all under one one hood, one roof now, and it's um it just doesn't feel like it. It's it's strange. Mm. Um, but then but then you get ones that sort of do work, like you know, Ms. Ms. Marvel was was fine. 
Yeah, that um, was fine. Yeah, but it was you know it was just fine. But it didn't it, at least it didn't write itself into a problem. Like it had it had issues. Don't get me wrong. And it's like some of its core concepts seemed glossed over super fast <laughs> to to the point of irrelevancy. And it's but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's are they, are they going through the um the book of Boba Fett problem? Like is is is, is, oh, every, is it all just going that way? Like start, I think it you know. might be time to cancel Disney Plus. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still watching that. We've started watching the Bear. I think we may have mentioned that. In the oh last, right, okay, in the that, last, that's pretty good. The, the okay. Bear. Yeah, yeah. I, we're only like two episodes in, but that's that's. Yeah, but I, 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 it's an intense watch. But it's intense, like, man. But, but it's I, pretty intense. But I, but I think I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's cool. I think my, I personally think the second series is a little over egged oh, like, okay. uh, because the bit that well, I'll tell you, but uh, no spoilers, but like uh, um, the first season was a success and people like it. So the second season, anytime there's a new character or like someone playing someone from the family that you haven't seen before, it's always someone incredibly famous all right. of a sudden, okay, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. kind of a kind of annoying. It's, it's riding its uh, waves, right? And yeah, getting, getting exactly. big cameos. Exactly. So that could uh, be fine. I mean, I it's know. fine. Yeah, obviously they're good in it as well. But it's like, uh, it's like, oh, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like well, the mother is Jamie Lee Curtis, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah, for example, who, who turned up in a Lego ad recently? Like, oh, that, really? that was surprising. Um, have you seen the Samuel L. Jackson Warburton's advert? No, I mean, I don't watch TV, so. I mean, that's a good ad. I'm just, I'm just, okay. just putting it out there, like. Like that one for, for a UK bread making family, that's a good ad. Get Samuel L. Jackson in to kick some doors. That's what he's good at: shouting yeah. and kicking in doors. Uh, yeah, good stuff. TV. But anyway, that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much my TV. Let us move on to video games, since that is the nominally the subject. Oh, I'm actually, watching. I watched. This, I watched some Ryder Cup podcast. highlights because that was an <laughs> it's time for the sports section. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? That was actually entertaining. And there's something four ball. The four ball format sort of lends itself to TV a bit better. So it's, it's who's like, doing well, Europe or oh, Europe and kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck yeah. Although we're not really part of Europe anymore after Brexit. <laughs> They've got McElroy. It's fine. <laughs> Although he's Ireland, I guess. So that's not really yeah, still he's not part of the still EU, not us. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we've got any. Is there a good Brit golfer anymore? Nick Faldo. No, I, I don't think there is. <laughs> you hear that, Britain? Get golf. What's happening in video games? <laughs> Should we do the news? Yeah. Okay, let's let's do the news. Let's do the news. Insert news jingle in your heads now. Okay, now that that's done, uh, there was a Nintendo Direct ages and ages ago. This is going to be a bit weird because obviously we're catching up with three weeks worth of news, so some of this will probably just gloss over. Um, uh, yes, we had that Nintendo Direct, which uh, going into, there were a few rumors that we'd talked about previously, that there was perhaps something F-Zero related and perhaps something Donkey Kong related coming. Um which got everyone a bit excited. Um, so here's what actually happened. Uh, they are remaking Mario versus Donkey Kong, so it's not the not the thing everyone was hoping for, which is the the much rumored the Ma- the Mario team are working on a Donkey Kong game thing. Um, yeah. So it's not that. It's not that. Uh, unless it is. Unless it is that. Yeah, the Mario <laughs> team are doing just the fake out. Yeah. <laughs> 
could well i mean that that rumor could still be true but the yeah the 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 the, the sort of leak leading into the direct was not the big thing right it was it well, was everyone had kind of assumed that 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 game, that theoretical game, was going to be like Switch Two or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be it's like going a... to be with the announcement of the new hardware. They're going to have the new Donkey Kong game, I guess. Yeah, they'll do it, they'll do it as a launch title, presumably, like just like they did with Switch and Mario Odyssey. And it's yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so if they're not going to announce the console, they're not going to announce this. So it's still to come. Um, we got to see a little bit of um, Splatoon Three Side Order, which is the upcoming upcoming you know proper DLC for Splatoon Three, um, which looks like they're turning it into a roguelike, maybe or a roguelite, um, with its weird like almost near automata bright white aesthetic. So this looked like they took like Salmon Run and were like, you know what? If we add some numbers to this, we can make it a roguelike. <laughs> um, uh, and, I, and I think I'm down for that. It looks cool. Um, because basically anything Splatoon does looks cool. Um, uh, so there's that. Uh, that Princess Peach game got a name. It's called Princess Peach Showtime. Uh, and it's out next year. And it looks a little bit like a baby game for babies, but whatever. Uh, that is fine. What, like what, like the Yoshi games? Kind of, yeah. It's that sort of tier. I suppose so. Sort of slight, slightly easier platform adjacent, I guess, style games, or arguably the Kirby games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, maybe with less so that that last one, but um, but the other Kirby offshoots, I suppose. Yeah, that kind that kind of tier. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Two is getting an HD remaster for Switch. Uh, probably a good idea, lifting it off the 3DS. Yeah, that's nice. Give it a bigger audience. Uh, and then we got the other rumor, the other leak confirmed. There is an F Zero game, but it's F Zero ninety nine. Ah, which is actually but, pretty rad. But yeah, <laughs> so, it, is this like testing the waters to see if people like F Zero? I mean, a lot of people are theorizing that, but I'm not so sure. This, right, this okay. is probably just Ninty doing something with a with with an ip that they thought might be a good idea or you know the 99 team whoever is behind that probably just needed another idea and this was like well we can we can we can leverage this ip and make something work yeah it's probably not a i don't don't think uh, as much as i would love it to be i don't think it is a uh, precursor to more f-zero content it's like you know 20 years down the line it's just easy to be skeptical right yeah it has been, yeah, it's been 20 years since F-Zero GX, man. Yep. What a game! Uh, and Thousand Year Door is also getting a remaster. Oh, um, that's nice, because that's not been very accessible, has it? No, I mean, it's GameCube <laughs> well, exclusive. I mean, it's a GameCube but... game. That's pretty accessible. Yeah, but... stuff. Mm, I mean, it's pretty yeah. accessible in the sense that it would emulate real good. Um, yeah. Right, yeah, fair. But yeah, they're giving it a little touch up. All the sprites are sharpened up a little bit. It's um, you know. I don't know if I necessarily like the heart. Like they're trying to make it look more like paper. <laughs> and <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm not sure that's what I want. I don't think I want. I don't think I ever wanted Paper Mario to be actually paper, which is why like the later ones with like Sticker Star and Origami King it was like this is leaning a bit too hard into that aesthetic. It's like it was never about paper. <laughs> What, you mean like the photorealistic lemons? You didn't weren't really into that? Well, I mean, that's a different situation. <laughs> you mean it was more about being flat than it was about being physically paper? Yeah, it was just like, 
I mean, you know, they did some papery mechanics, like you turn into a paper airplane or whatever. Yeah, like, and you go thin not... and you go, and you know, <laughs> oh, staircases course, whap over like paper. And it never had to be about like when it got into Origami King and stuff. It was like this and Sticker Star and, and whatever the other one was called, Color Splash, where it's like mm. this is more about like the concept of papercraft than it just being a weird aesthetic of a Mario game, right? Which they only really did for. Was it? I guess the first three of these. I guess you could say we're not really about the papercraft. They just yeah. used it a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, because even Super Paper Mario wasn't really. A, yeah, it wasn't really about the paper very much. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. Like they probably could have happily just been a riff on two D, right? And it's. Still, I mean, it was still, still the same work. game underneath, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. In this one specific case, it's totally fine. And they, <laughs> it's and, just a slight aesthetic change. And they picked the right one to redo, right? Like, I, well, I guess they, I guess sure they could have gone back and done. The first one. Yeah, it would have. It might have been nice because probably going back to the N sixty four one is probably harder than the others, just because of the. Oh, but is it, but did they put that on? Uh, NSO. Mm, I don't remember. Paper Mario is turned up on NSO, then they they probably feel like they don't need to because it's there. Well, um, I think if they went back to the first one, they they it would be more like they'd have to actually do some remake effort and actually like change it a bit. Yeah, maybe there's like, more effort there. Yeah, I don't think you could. I don't think people would enjoy. I don't think people who did already enjoy that game before would enjoy it as much as like Fabian Dorf for the first time. As, mm. Because Thousand Year Doors is a stone cold classic. There's no denying it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's up there. It's high tier. Fat pipes. Uh, yep. <laughs> are they going to. Do those jokes all still work? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> well, technically, probably not. Does anyone understand what fat pipes even like, means? Yeah, yeah. oh, no, I've, I've, I, hope, I hope that still carries. I, I hope that's still there and unchanged. Um, I think that's still, that would still work. That would still work. It still work for us because we won't know what it means. Yeah, I know. I guess it's I guess it's a little less memeified now, but anyway, so it's uh it's good to see that coming. But but yeah, it basically just topped off what was uh, I guess you know that's the feeling of that of that direct. Like, well, I mean, it was like a September direct. It was like it's not it's not the E three direct or anything. Yeah, it's but also not the January direct. But it means there they usually do the bigger stuff. Well, yeah, but it means there isn't really a big holiday game this year. Really, there's a, there's <laughs> I mean, there hasn't a, been for like the last two or three years, right? Yeah, is that true? Is that true? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I've, I've got another note here just because it made me laugh like okay there's a, te- a terribly named game called Unicorn Overlord which seems to be another sort of RPG like game but it had, my, it had my like my favorite bit of this whole direct where it's just like and here is your base of operations called the headquarters and it's like specifically called out the fact that your base of operations is called the headquarters and had a call out on screen and everything it's like didn't really need to explain that it's like I don't know it just made me laugh like Pointless information. Pointless Nintendo being Nintendo and over-explaining everything. Was that even a Nintendo game, though? Uh, No, it's not. It's a third-party game, and I think it's coming to other platforms as well, so it's a bit weird um, that it got that much attention. But, uh, yeah, you've got to support your partners, I guess. Um, Yeah, so that that was that. Um, Whilst... Well, probably soon after, I guess, the Nintendo Direct. I don't know if it was... It was roughly around the same time. Uh, Unity decided to um, fuck everything up. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm glad uh, you said it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, oh, boy, uh, was this a mistake. Although we probably should have seen it coming because uh, guess who's mm. currently like head of your like head of you or a big big player in unity right now our old friend john riccatello you know the guy that was running ea when they decided to loot box the crap out of everything um okay. not a particularly good influence on video games one might argue <laughs> supposedly um, he'd already been making bad decisions at unity way before this like well not really bad decisions maybe just saying bad things <laughs> people well, that, like, that also doesn't do surprise that. me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, understand corporate people being like, "How do we monetize?" But they have to ask, "How do we monetize in a way that doesn't fuck up the entire product and, and right, make yeah. us completely fold?" How do, we, how do we do it in the worst possible way <laughs> and 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 reveal well, it, it just, with so many holes and caveats and mistakes like that? Just that, well, yeah. It, so, it just seems like they didn't even think about it at all somehow. No, no it, was, like, yeah, what, right. it seems really yeah. obvious questions that, that, like, as soon as you hear the concept, and like their answers were just like non-answers. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, so put, like, they don't, they don't have any information to give you in this answer. So we should probably explain the thing. So this is all about the unit, the Unity runtime fee. Where the idea was is they were going to switch to a model. Uh, you know, every 3D engine, every sort of middleware has a cost, and uh, I think the big, big ones like Unity and Unreal Engine, uh, they basically offer, operate on some sort of revenue share model historically, where it's like if you do well, then a certain amount of the game profits have to be paid back to us. Um, and it's kind of all it's it's it feels a little bit harsh but yeah you know, like in, on on some level yeah they can do that because you know without them what do we have in the video game world we have people designing their own engines we have frostbite i guess um uh, <laughs> and so and so yeah they they let they they're already like in a position of power so uh, the runtime fee is an abuse of that in the sense that they wanted to switch from that style of model to a let's charge the developer every time a game is installed um, which immediately, even without going into the minutiae of the of the details and like trying to fit, fathom it out, just that statement alone is so problematic because you only have to look to ha- like just glance a little bit to the side and look at free to play and go, oh, this is bad. Because <laughs> how many free to play games do people install and never pay money for? Like probably loads. Um, well, but the whale economy for free to play is fucked anyway. So, like, well, exactly, but but matter that much. But it's quite. I, I think it's, there's quite an offset, right? I think between like I don't know. There's plenty of there's plenty of free to play games that 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 I have played and we will never sink money into, but will continue to play because I'm that way inclined. It's just it's just who I am, right? Yes, but um, I don't think you can't extrapolate an entire market from that. No, <laughs> like, no, just don't like, represent. Just, no, I, I, hard, high percentage of the market. I probably. get it, but I don't think I'm alone. And it's like free to play games have a, have a uh, an inherent demo like quality, in that people can just download them and try them. Right? Think of it, like, especially in the mobile space. Right? If you're if think about Genshin Impact and something like that, which is based on Unity, I think, and is also uh, uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a mobile game. It's an every it's an every platform game. People are more likely to just go. I'm just going to download this, have a look. Oh no, that is really not for me. But that still counts as a runtime fee in in Unity's eyes, or or it did. Um, 
so it's like that a lot of sort of middle tier studios were suddenly like getting super panicky and being like, ah, oh, you know what? Like mm. if with the costs you're putting out here and the way you're describing this, this would sink us. Like our products would no longer be profitable. Um, but it got worse in the sense that, okay, they, they were kind of trying to retroactively apply this cost. So like to products that are already out and using a specific version of Unity, they were going to try and start recouping this extra fee from those which is like no how 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 like it's an it's an abuse of like the terms of service that that little note that's in like almost all like license agreements or things like that saying we can change our terms of service at any time and it's like they did and they did it big and it's like but i I reckon if anyone like really kicked up a fuss they could quite easily take that element to court and be all like well this is not what we agreed to and this is a significant change in the contract we can't that nobody agreed to blah 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 blah. i don't reckon that would ever have stood legally but um i'm not an expert who what do i know but anyway um the problem with that is that now developer trust is so low so very low um yeah they're like, uh, why would you choose to start would, out making a huge game or any kind of game, big project on this engine? Yeah, that could on a, on a platform that now has a pretty significant history, <laughs> even if it's just one event, it's a one big mm. event of being able mm. to screw you over. And like, video games is already a risky business. There's no denying that. And it's... um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah, it, yeah. it just is. And it's like... like minimizing that risk is, is a big part of being who you are and choosing unity might have been one of the things you would have done to minimize that risk because i think it's a little bit cheaper than unreal engine and stuff like that so like it would have been a cost management might have seen that as a, as a risk reduction but um yeah it's hard to see how that's favorable now um unreal and like uh, people have been talking about Godot or Godot as, a, as another third-party engine um, a lot recently. Like, um, yeah, like, they, mu- they must be yeah. absolutely like like just slapping their hands together and going going thanks because <laughs> they're gonna yeah. they're gonna get a whole bunch of new new business. I bet. Um, uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the gist. Well, I oh, know actually there was a third pillar that I haven't really even touched upon, which was the how on earth do you bloody measure this? Um, that they were so vague about. They said, oh, we're going to have like AI algorithms to figure this out. And then, which immediately threw everyone into, well, we don't trust that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, uh, given that you've just pulled this shit on us and now you're saying, it's like, no, we've got an algorithm to figure it out. And it's like, no, you don't. It like, it feels Sorry, like, that, it feels like it was, was like, a, like, like the, the, the Riccatello and the marketing guys, which is like, here's a tech problem we need to solve. <laughs> Let's just announce it to everyone and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> And that was one of the things that they that they specifically ended up walking back when they walked back most of the stuff. Yeah. Because, like, originally they were saying, they were basically saying, we're going to come up with some numbers and then you pay us. <laughs> Which, and then they eventually walked it back to, like, you tell us the numbers and then you pay us from the numbers that you tell us. Yeah. So that, and they came Which up- is obviously the way it should have always been done, but the fact that they thought the other way was going to work was ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It was just like... It would- so many developers were open to like, well, okay, it's only going to take like a couple of bad actors to figure out how to game that system. And then, you know, Steam review bombs were saying, what's going to stop people from Unity revenue bombing people out of existence? Like, it's it was nuts. It was a nuts idea. Um, they have, 
So I, the follow-up to all of this is like, yes, they have significantly walked back whatever the hell it was that they were planning. They're still going to have something called the runtime fee, which is probably a bad idea in the first place. Just don't call it that. <laughs> you should have changed the name. Um, hmm. But they, they're going to try and, it, yeah, it's self-reported. So similar to a revenue share model where you kind of have to share information with Unity anyway to make that work. Um, it's up to the developers to share information about how well their game is doing. Um, mm-hmm. based on reliable metrics or there's there's some definition of um, new engagement or something so they are trying to still capture new players as a as a, as a thing they can charge for um, uh, and there, there's, there's some detail around that but I can't remember it off the top of my head don't trust me on that um, so they're, they're still trying to follow that that you know get get a little bit of cash per install um, but um, but not nearly in a significant way, and they've also added more like more limits that it would like you'd have to uh, you'd have to be making revenue past a certain threshold for this to even apply, uh, rather yeah, than it applying sure. to everyone. They've also rolled back the whole retroactive thing, so it's only going to apply from the next version of Unity that they release, the next LTS version of Unity, I should say, mm-hmm. long-term service release. Um, if you're mm-hmm. building a game on the current release of Unity, you are fine. That's not actually. This isn't going to affect you, yeah. um, which they really should have done from the start. That's 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 a yeah, no brainer. If, you, if you're going into a development project with a certain set of like expectations, it's like they you shouldn't have been forced to change that. Um, uh, so most people seem relatively happy with the walk back. Although I'm a little bit, I don't know. I still think that's a bit of a scummy move. Well, I mean, it's like every walk back ever. Where it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's true. It's true. You bring on the conspiracy theories where it's like they announce the shit version so they can walk it back to the less shit version and then people will be happy. Yeah, and this was the plan all along. So you could still agree to paying them more money, just not as much money as it initially seemed. It's that. I think it's it's usually a cock up, in my opinion. Than yeah, the I don't think, it's, I don't think it's ever a conspiracy theory because that's what conspiracy theories are. No, They're because true. because because <laughs> yeah, the, exactly because the brand damage here is so significant. So significant. I think that's they're going to be feeling that this is, for a long, long time. Yes, that definitely seems to be like the main thing. <laughs> like they, they definitely have actually screwed themselves. Yes, I mean for sure. They're going to have to. Personally, I think they need to fire their marketing department super publicly for anyone to have even like have a hint of like any kind of like feelings of like oh, they, do they know what they've done? <laughs> do, like, there's, it's it's just. God, it must be so frustrating to be like an actual like developer like working at Unity right now and being like, you know, because Unity might not be the unreal of the game engine world, but hey, it's widespread, it's popular, it's multi-platform in the right ways. Generally, it's uh, you know, it's 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 good, it's good, it's a good engine, a good marketplace, and it's uh, yeah, it must be so frustrating if you're one of the peons at Unity right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I wonder if that's what, like, what they've. <laughs> All of this has lowered them too. It's like we just do what we're told. <laughs> yeah. Like of a peon. Yeah. What a cock up. Yeah. Catastrophic cock up. Yeah. So maybe we'll see some new third party. I wanted to know if this was going to scrub. 
the Hollow Knight, but I think there's still no word on when that's actually going to. Oh, come I bet so I, they're probably fine because like, yeah, everyone was like highlighting that as one of like the big profile Unity yeah. games that could could be screwed by this, and it's like, well, no, with the with the new walk back, they're not screwed by this because they they'll be yeah, so late in development yeah. now that it that updating the Unity version is would be out of the question oh, yeah. at this point. No, definitely, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, Silk Song will be fine. It's fine, guys. It's fine. If it comes out this year, uh, so that's Unity. Uh, let's move on to FTC and Microsoft. Uh, so the, everyone's calling this the leak, but it, I don't know. I find it a little bit hard to call this a leak. Like I suppose it was unintentional. Like, and I guess that's what a leak might. Well, leaks are sort of intentional, I suppose. But like, yeah. supposedly the FTC, you know, they, they have to reveal what documents they've been working with. Um, but most of the time, they get heavily redacted. Um, a few things mm. did not. Like a few things they sort of forgot about seems to be the, the how this happened. Um, mm. I guess easily done if they've got hundreds of things to look through and they just forgot to get the black marker pen out for a couple of them or pages stuck together <laughs> in a digital yeah. sense. I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, one of the big ones was we got to see Microsoft's uh, internal roadmap for Xbox. Um these are several years old, all these documents at this point. I think some of these dated, dated back to like pre-COVID times um, um, to the point where like I think I think some of it can be taken with a little bit of skepticism as, as to whether or not it will sit right now. But, uh, but how much do plans really change when you're trying to move a ship as big as Xbox around? Um, so, for instance, coming up probably within the next year is uh, a Series X and Series S refresh. Um, to be clear, they're not talking about pro versions of the consoles. They're just talking about like an iteration, I guess, like how the 360 evolved. Yeah. So uh, we'll get Different into form we'll get, factor. Yeah. yeah. So the, 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 there was a mock-up of the Series X that was no longer a, a fridge. It's now a cylinder. Good luck putting that on its side, I suppose, unless they release some kind of stand like the PlayStation <laughs> for holding it horizontally. Um, they probably will, yeah. Which is codenamed Brooklyn. Um, digital only. They're getting rid of the hard the the, the, the Blu-ray drive. Um uh, and intend to make it more economical to produce and be more economical in terms of power load. Um, so good things, other than the removal of the drive, I suppose. But then if you're on Game Pass, who uses the drive? Um, Do you use the drive on your... I use it rarely. I've got a few things that I have a physical disc for, and if I want to go back and play the backwards compatible games, need the disc to yeah. verify that you own them, unless you own a digital copy. So, um, Well, they'll have to have an answer for that then, won't they? They probably won't. They'll probably be like, buy the previous gen or buy the game again. I don't know. How else? How would they do it? Um, I guess. Because, um, yeah, I, te I technically have Panzer Dragoon Auto installed on my Series X, but I need the disc to validate it. But this straight up means it's no longer backwards compatible then, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, it still is. Yeah. Because some of that stuff is available digitally, like on the... On the various oh, so if you fronts. bought it on the previous generation, yeah, then you can play it. But yeah, if you bought so, it so, physically, then you can't. Some OG Xbox games are on the current Xbox store, so you can like buy those. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's the full list of back compact games, if that makes sense. So there's there's still ways to get a bunch of the library, just not everything. And they never supported everything anyway, because back compact, right? It never did the whole the whole library. Um, 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, the same thing applies to Series S. Um, they're going to make a more sustainable uh, version of that console. And I don't think looked any different. Um, uh, but yeah, just a, just a hardware revision. Uh, there's going to be a new controller that seems to be trying to get in on the PS5 act a little bit. It's called Sibyl? 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 Sibyle. I don't know. With mm. some with some haptics and some onboard speakers, a rechargeable battery, and an accelerometer. So pretty much every bullet point that the PS5 has, um, other than the touchpad, I guess. Uh, all right. Ca- all yeah. coming. Okay. Uh, well, that could be cool. It could be cool, but it also like potentially problematic, right? Because the console didn't launch with it. So are they creating a uh, right. have and have a not? They can't, they can't necessarily yeah. design games around it, potentially. Mm. But but it would be nice if you had it, which I guess most third-party game makers have to do anyway, right? Because if they're making it for PS5, they're probably making it for Xbox, and so it's yeah. Do they care? Do they care? Anyway, that's coming. Um, that's all scheduled in for probably the next year or so. Um, uh, on their roadmap was talk of a handheld of some description. There was no no more information than that, but. Uh, Whatever it is or whatever it would be, probably a Game Pass streaming device, um, uh, is not yet funded for development or wasn't funded at the time of this document. So it's not actually in active development. It's just an idea. Um, and that the next generation of console is due in 2028. So we've got another five years of these guys. We're three years mm. in and we've got another five to go. Sounds about right. Yeah, I've got no real complaints with the current generation. It's like, sure, they can't ray trace yeah. like a PC can, but like, I don't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not missing the power here just yet. Yeah, I think the interesting thing for me is still like, what's this? What power is the Switch Two going to have? Because that yeah, is yeah, curious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if it can come anywhere even vaguely close to this generation of consoles, it would be insane. Well, if it can be Steam Deck like, you know? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, other little tidbits, uh, a little bit of uh, Bethesda's upcoming game lineup was was in one of these documents in that they were planning a uh, an Oblivion remaster. Um, so, you know, not that Skyrim, that Oblivion, that one before. Uh, oh, God, what if they just put Oblivion into the creation engine? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> just pull that format with Oblivion on it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, that's probably what they would do. They would probably take Probably. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Doom coming called Doom Year Zero, or at least that's what its internal name is. Um, uh, a Dishonored 3 is, is in the works, uh, as is a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo. So, uh, leak, 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 I guess, um, on all of those. None of those have been announced. Um, uh, and the one a lot of people have like dived into was this, like, this this email between Phil Spencer and uh, someone else uh, internally, uh, again, I think from like 2019-ish, so um, before the Activision Blizzard thing was was begun, and uh, uh, I think actually before the Bethesda deal, actually to, to a certain extent, because uh, they were they were they was, I think this was somewhat informal discussion. So, but everyone seems to think, oh no, this was this is real, this is totally real, and it's like no, it's I think it's just them doing their jobs, um, and that is looking at companies that they might want to buy or 
might want to acquire at some point. It's just biz dev. But anyway, like the, the takeaways from this was that, that, that they were looking at Valve as a possible acquisition. They were looking at Warner Brothers as a possible acquisition. Uh, Zenimax and Bethesda ha- hadn't happened yet, so they were looking at that. But the big thing that, fit that um, Phil was talking about was like, hey, the asset for us to have is Nintendo. And then basically went on to say, but that's not going to happen because <laughs> Nintendo has yeah. so much money that they are never going to part with. Um, of course, with that, they're, they're like, yeah, it's 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 never going to happen. Like, I don't know. Phil, Phil's opinion was it's just like, oh, Nintendo could be so much more if they weren't just limited to their own hardware. And it's like, well, you're probably right, but also as a company, they're not gonna. <laughs> they're just not no, gonna. They don't no. need to. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think I think everyone sort of blew that up a little more than perhaps necessary. It's just it was warranted, it's just, yeah. just busy of people doing what they do. It's um, if you ask me, they should be asking those questions. Otherwise, they're not doing their job. <laughs> uh, alrighty, that's 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 the that's the leaky stuff. Uh, in other corporate news, uh, Sega are restructuring their European portfolio and studios, um, which never sounds great. Um, as part of that, the most high-profile game to be cancelled is one that Creative Assembly were working on. A, uh, I say high-profile because I'd never heard of it. Um, a multiplayer shooter called Hyenas that was apparently like pretty much done, like ready to go out the door. Um, almost, uh, and that's been like fully cancelled. It will never see the light of day. It was done like beaters and stuff like that. It's, it was that far along in development, but they 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 have decided mm. that's not a thing. Uh, and as a result, Creative Assembly are probably going to lose some stuff. Um, so that's that's always a bummer. Um, mm. I don't know. It's, like, it's, it's the weird sort of like other side of Creative Assembly, right? Because have they actually done anything else other than? Total war, Total war and then that one foray into Alien Isolation. Yeah. Because Alien Isolation was good. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was well good. Yeah. That was a strange one off. That was obviously a passion project, but it was interesting. They managed to make a like a modern first person game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A horror one style. at that. And like yeah. and, and with, with and stealth cool. elements and yeah. yeah. I, not necessarily my type of game, but I did play my no. play my way through all that thing. And it was, yeah. it was yeah, I could I could appreciate it at least. Uh, yeah, so there's there's that. Um, Hideki Kamiya is leaving Platinum Games. You know, the Bayonetta guy. Um, mm. Who, <laughs> I don't know. Like, wasn't he saying that, like, Bayonetta 3 and, and the, there was just, you know, there's more. There's more written in and planned for that series. And it's like, okay, maybe there isn't now. <laughs> maybe. Well, unless he's about to become internal Nintendo. <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Bayonetta three wasn't all that, and it pains me to say that. It's just the more I think about that game, the more bummed I am a little bit by it. And it's um, uh, yeah, given given how much of a fan I was of the first two. Um, I mean, it was okay, but yeah, not, it's it's not, not yeah. it's not a terrible game, not by a stretch, but it's just. Uh, but you were pretty hype, and yeah. I was super hype, and and as I say, those first two games just blew me away. And it's like, so I was kind of expecting that again. And mm. I didn't really enjoy their new change of their new directions. And I didn't as much as the previous games. And I didn't, I wasn't, you know, those, those, I wasn't sold on the choices they made to make it run a bit poorly on Switch. <laughs> they were just weird choices, weird choices. 
Um, so there's that. Uh, and carrying on the bad news, Epic, the other game engine, <laughs> are firing a whole 16% of their staff, which must be a friggin' enormous number. Yeah, what a huge company. Yeah, it's massive. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's not just the Unreal Engine, it's across all their game studios, it's across yeah. it's across everything that the Epic own. So it's... Um, Fire all the people who run the store. <laughs> <laughs> God. Hey, that thing, that thing is serviceable now. Yeah. I think, you know, did you know, not only did you know that Epic bought Bandcamp, did you know that? But yeah, I, I did know that. I think, yeah. they're, I think they're selling it. Um, which oh, is, wow. Yeah, as part of this, which is fair enough. Are they selling harmonics? Oh, good question. <laughs> because yeah. they own that, aren't they? I think we've. Um, I think they. Everyone thought their intent was to bring more musicy stuff potentially into Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I can see uh, on my Twitter timeline because I a friend of mine well used to work for Mediatonic, and I think they've been hit pretty hard. It seems. Yeah, just sad, sad times. The weird studio to pick, right? Because like, isn't Fall Guys? Or oh, how, how big is Fall Guys these days? Yeah, yeah. well, pretty big, I think. I th- but they did seem to transition studio into basically a content machine for Fall Guys, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so now they're it's a popular yeah. live service game. Why? I guess why wouldn't you dive into that? Uh, yeah, I guess. They must have had multiple bringing... teams, right? Because they must have been making Fall Guys alongside Murder by Numbers and the other stuff. Yeah, that going but on I think it's... Murder by Numbers like wrapped up and certainly, obviously. Yeah, it's no. not, that's not an ongoing game. It never was going to be. That's not a full guys type level game. Uh, it's cool though. Check it out. Um, yeah, it's been meaning to. Been meaning to get some uh, yeah. Picross action. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, good luck to everyone from Epic looking for looking for a game from the for a week. Yeah, because yeah. they can't be employed in Unity any longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not, not going to want to go there, are they? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how many engine guys it really is, and they're gonna like move to like a smaller a smaller engine, or mm. go work on Frostbite or whatever the <laughs> Unity one is. What is the, the not Unity? The uh, Ubisoft one, isn't it? Also like some kind of like cold thing. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> is it called? like Frostbite or like like Cold Munch or something? <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Google it. Anvil. Yeah. No, that's that's not the one I was thinking of. I think there's another one, an, another Ubisoft like internal engine that's got a funny name. But uh, Snowdrop. Snowdrop. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I think that powers the division. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm sort of weirdly quite optimistic about the new Assassin's Creed game. I think I might actually want to play it. <laughs> well, yeah, the smaller scope is appealing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the kind of Baghdad setting looks cool and mm. I like the idea of it going back to basics. So, mm, we will see. But I mean, stay tuned for that one. Zelda aside, a bit of me always finds like when I hear the hour count of what what a game might be if it's like too big, a bit of me sort of recoils these days and it's a uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like people have been saying that that sea, that RPG Sea of Stars is like real good, and you should play it. And then a bit, and then it's like, well, yeah, but it's still like forty hours long, and it's like, oh god, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also on Game Pass, you know, so I've got technically no excuse other than it's long, <laughs> and there's a usual. billion games to play. <laughs> anyway, it's to finish before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if I want to. <laughs> 
if we want to. <laughs> maybe it'll be another breath of the wild on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be another breath of the wild for me, and I'll just never finish it. <laughs> <laughs> what else has been released? Counter Strike. There's a second one. Counter Strike Two <laughs> happened. Yeah, amazing. Like <laughs> we know Valve can counter two, so they did it. I mean, technically, it's just it is just CS:GO, just with a new lick of paint. Really? Yeah. Because you can't but play CS- CSGO anymore. CSGO has transitioned into this. It's not like it's a separate right. entry in there. It's in... just a, a rebranding. Yeah, it's a rebrand and a, and a, and a reskin. And uh, I was playing a little bit of it earlier today. What you been playing? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, what you been playing? Yeah, it is exactly that. It's, it, it, I mean, there's, there's, there are some changes, there are, and there are some interesting changes to it. Like It is, for, for the most part, the same game. Some levels have had way more... It feels like some levels have had way more of an aesthetic uplift than others um uh to the point where some levels are like i, I had a real time like being like oh, I, can't, I can't quite remember this level with its new lick of paint it's like i'm not i don't play cs all that much but it's like um there were certain certain elements where it took me a while to get back into the swing of it because it's just i just forgot like the new yeah the new aesthetic was just enough to push me off um but they're saying that you know they they've updated all the graphics and stuff like that it's not but not to the point where it's like it's going to be stressing pcs out right they still want as many players yeah, in, in it as possible. It. Yeah. So, um, so it's yeah, it's it's a tasteful uplift. Um, uh, you know, there's more. There's a glow up, I suppose, where bits of the UI actually do glow a bit now. <laughs> you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a um, literal glow up. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a few places where they've put it. I ran into some trouble with it, like setting it up because it had lost all my settings for my mouse control. Like all my sensitivity was wrong. Um, and invert had, had gone and stuff like that, but most things carried over. Um, my, my brother was saying like, "Oh, we had the exact opposite problem where his mouse surf- settings carried over, but everything else had gone." Um, so uh, yeah, I guess your violin will marry, marry, vary. Your violin will marry. Your violin. That's a classic. <laughs> Proper plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, uh, yeah so like pay attention before going into a match I guess <laughs> uh, yeah it's alright it's alright It's uh, some modes are missing which is a bummer because I used to like playing gun game just to dick around in it whilst waiting for Kippers to finish a match or something um, uh, so it's um, yeah it's a shame that those modes are gone I tried matchmaking into just a standard ass deathmatch game because that is still there uh, and it didn't I left it for like quarter of an hour and it just didn't. <laughs> so some things aren't working right. Like any game launch ever, I suppose. I kind of expected more from Counter-Strike. But anyway, all your gear carries over. It's not like they've got rid of anything in terms of the skins and stuff. You can still have your ridiculous money knife. The money knife. The money knife. If you want an expensive money knife, CS is still your place. Um Yeah. The, 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 I mean, the most so interesting money knife, part, and you don't even know it. <laughs> the most interesting thing I noticed was the change to the smoke grenades, which they did make a little bit of a hoo ha about. It's like it's right, now, it's yeah, now, yeah, it's yeah. now kind of a volumetric effect rather than just yeah. a uh, sort of <laughs> grey fog box, I guess. And uh, yeah, it's it, it is interesting because you can now see bullet trails through the fog a little bit. Like it will it will leave a sort of wake behind bullets. And you can shoot holes in it to an extent. So, like the bullet tri- like behind, uh, shoot at the edges of the smoke. You can actually carve holes into it a little bit, and it's 
It's interesting. I'm not I'm not entirely sure that it's working quite right because I was in the in the small amount of time I've played, I have been head what what the game calls a, a you know basically it reports when you've been shot through smoke or through an object and I've been getting quite a lot of through smoke headshots made on me. So like either I was right on the edge of the smoke it's un- it, or you know right through the middle it's been a little unclear cuz you know that's just the nature of the game. But I feel I feel like that's been happening a lot in the in the short amount that I played. Um uh, I even had one that was through an object through the smoke which must have been totally luck. <laughs> but yeah. Um uh but still uh, yeah, so that's that's the interesting part. It's like, um, yeah. Otherwise, it seems like a fairly solid, uh, fairly solid reskin. But bring back Gun Game, got that? Um, yeah. Right. Well, I'm sure they will. Right. Oh, oh, just take them time. Yes. So yeah, that was the that was the that was the segue game done. Uh, you can now host the section as you will. <laughs> <laughs> Rob. What yes. have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out by the that we do have like an actual time limit on this. Oh, Not just we? from the podcast getting real long, but I, I strictly have to leave to eat at a certain point due to the timing of the Okay, picks. well, maybe okay, we okay. should go with you then, Zach. What have you been playing? Well, luckily, I don't have much to say. I was, you know, there was a week in hospital, but we had that. That was extra. That was extra. Yeah. Do you have your Switch with you? No, I decided not to do that. No. I mean, it's only three hours of battery life anyway. <laughs> like, well, it's not even one day. Can you not plug it in on a hospital bed anywhere? I guess not. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have dug out a USB-C cable or whatever, I guess. <laughs> Where, like, I don't think I had one. Oh, do you just I, always put it in the dock? Or yeah, I just don't, I don't have a separate cable for my Switch. It's always just dogged. Uh, right, and I guess if you're like, I don't know, if you had a... If you had a if you had a modern phone, you'd have a, you'd have a cable and a charger. Yeah. It would probably work quite quite happily. But yeah, I, I decided that it was... And also, you know, maybe don't bring all your expensive shit into a hospital. Well, yeah. Security is not high in no, general. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they make you sign certain paperwork that's like, we're not responsible if all your shit gets nicked, but we will, you know... We'll, well, I guess it's like they, they, the paperwork implies that they are, they will be responsible for shit that gets nicked, but only if you specifically tell them exactly what it was beforehand. You can't retroactively say that your shit got nicked. I you see, have to I see. declare everything beforehand. Interesting. Yeah. And even then, it's going to be super unspecific. Where it's like, do you have a phone? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what does that even mean? Three you're going to get 50, 50 quid back. <laughs> Regardless of what type of phone it is, sure. I mean, a three DS might be a shout, you know. Then maybe, maybe if not, not all the way to switch. Well, yeah, I suppose what a cheaper old device. Yeah, go retro. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't do that. And then, apart from that, I mean, I've, we've just recently started playing Avorian again in multiplayer. Which really, we're just again, as usual, we're just redoing stuff that we've already done, getting back to the same point that we got to before. Sure, remind me what that is. <laughs> it's the like, it's a space game where you build the ships, you know, in a editor type thing, where like the you you have to fit all the components in, but it's it's block based, I guess. Mm. And it, it's sort of a space engineers right. kind of way, except it's like less physical than space engineers because in space engineers it's like you're you know you're first person so you actually have to be able to walk around inside the ships or whatever 
Whereas in this, it's more like you're just building a Lego model of a ship or whatever, and it just has to include certain blocks to make it function. And you can be as fancy as you want, really, because you can just build a cube and put guns on it if you want. As long as that cube contains all the all the, the correct ratio of the important blocks. I mean, space, I guess. It's fine. Yeah. But that that's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you can spend as long as you want doing the design part. If you want to make something look incredibly fancy, you can spend many hours just hmm. designing a cool ship. Or you can just make a box. <laughs> yeah. And my, my general ta- tactic is sort of in the middle of those two. <laughs> Where like I'll, I'll lay out all the important system blocks first in like a vague shape that I think I want the ship to be, and then just sort of attach hull around the outside to make it into a ship. <laughs> so my current ship is kind of like a sort of L shape where the front hangs down and it has like ridges and stuff on the outside. But in reality, that like L shape is where the cargo bay is because <laughs> mm. that's where the, that that was like the biggest block of that ship was where the cargo bay had to be and then all the other important systems stick out the back so they're protected from fire from the front because that's an important thing some amount of directional armor going on but yeah we've been messing around in that again and that game i think since we last played because i have it's still you know in a I don't know if it's early access again, as always, because I never know whether these games are early access, but it's been updated. And, like, one of the things that is really kind of annoying about this game in particular is the way they're doing DLC for a game that may or may not actually be finished or whatever. But the annoying part about it is that they they have the DLC integrated into the base game except it's like it's almost like an in-game advert where like you'll find missions that you can't do because it will say oh you need the dlc Um, (laughs) it's just like that's a real ass move yeah that's annoying (laughs) so you know probably don't do that (laughs) definitely in fact it's actually even worse when you like find a find a like a gun or something you can't use because it's dlc it's like why does it even drop there oh Oh, that is really (laughs) annoying (laughs) <laughs> they like try yeah is it at least presented in some kind of in-world way where it's like oh you don't have the the the, the fingerprint recognition hacker or whatever so you no, can't, I don't you can't think use this i think it's just like you just can't use it <laughs> and then it says buy the dlc <laughs> so that sucks because really that must impact the drop rates of things yeah exactly and uh, like surprisingly but maybe not surprisingly i was looking at the mods like in the workshop to see if there was just a mod that would disable all the like DLC adjacent content to just take it out, but there wasn't one, and I was like, so I could understand why there wouldn't be one because you know surely the developer wouldn't want that to exist because otherwise how are they going to advertise their DLC? It's sure. like I, I bet that mod probably did exist and got deleted a bunch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that. How dare you undermine then, our marketing? How dare yeah. you? Yeah. And then the only other thing I've been playing is trying to keep up with Deep Rock through several like seasonal events have been happening, like Oktoberfest and summer, and I mean that's yeah. going back a bit, but yeah, trying to keep up with that and progress the se- the actual season towards. Well, I say towards the end, but who knows? They're apparently. Ghost Ship are about to do a fairly significant live stream on like October the 5th where they're going to talk about, they're going to mainly talk about all the other shit that they're publishing now that they are a publisher. Right, yeah. 
but there's also going to be a bit about Deep Rock. So we'll see whether that's going to be like a season five teaser or whatever. Maybe. Uh, given their previous cadence, that might seem a little early. Unless, well, unless they're trying the, to step it up, which would be good. Well, but, yeah, it's like either you want them to step it up or like the fact that season four was sort of light on content yeah, might not, have given not, them more time to put more stuff towards season five, maybe. Yeah, it definitely wasn't as big a, big a thing as three was. Um, I mean, uh, we, with five, we are expecting, you know, a whole new thing in yeah. the same way we had robots in one and two and plague in three and four. Yeah, some new concept would be good. So we'll see about that. But yeah, I've been trying. I definitely haven't hardcore managed to grind the the season pass or whatever yet. Sure. <laughs> Mainly because I keep getting sucked into all these goddamn seasonal events and their assignments, where it's like, <laughs> that's far too many assignments. There was a period where I couldn't even like play. Well, I could, but I didn't want to play like two of the dwarfs because they were waiting on promotion assignments because I was stuck doing other assignments for like seasonal The, the stuff. real ones, yeah. It's just like, there's far, far too many missions. I'm starting to think like I might have to force myself to actually learn to like just leave shit behind. Like when you're doing a mining mission and you want more kite, just get as much as you need and just leave. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I think I might have to start forcing myself to actually do that. Yeah, because it doesn't really gain you a huge amount, does it, going over on no. the regular materials, on the, on the actual target materials? Yeah, it's just like a little bit of extra experience or whatever. Like it's always gold and the like rare minerals you're after, but like everything else, yeah, not that. Yes, which I've which again I've also been super short on because it's just like I've I've got I've got like I don't know ten overclocks waiting to be crafted because I'm so short on on minerals and materials. I mean materials and money. Hmm. So like I can't afford to craft all these overclocks, and and I'm still trying to buy everything out of the regular store, although I'm only using Phasionite for that. Yeah, yeah, find some um gold bulk detonators of course I, I saw one of them the other day but it was an admission that i failed immediately no, that's <laughs> it was like a it was like an on-site refining it and i i don't know how that went so badly but i just like went down like three times immediately and it was like well fuck this mission. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm not gonna get that although getting a bulk getting a gold bulk detonator on on-site refining sucks anyway because you have to haul the gold back to the goddamn oh, yeah, yeah yeah because you don't have the meal yeah <laughs> I uh, introduced some more players to the to the board game. Um, oh, right. So some of my running crew, uh, they're into it. The, the board game is a success. Um, we try. We we only partially succeeded though. So this was the first time things went a bit wrong. Um, it was all good until the end, and then we ran out of t- like time became a real problem. Um, right. Uh, yeah, it was real easy on us at the start, and then got then got difficult at the end. But that, that board game is real good. Um, they've. Uh, I want to shout out to they've launched the Kickstarter for their um, expansions already, yeah. uh, which looks super cool, but they're really expensive, <laughs> like nearly a hundred euros each, and there's two of them. Mm. Like one one of them like adds biomes and new enemies, which is there you go, some more cave pieces and more enemies to fight. Good stuff because it like helps randomize the experience a bit more. Um, uh, 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 the, and the other one is a um, is the space rig pack, which is arguably more interesting, but only if you like, you like you've got a hardcore crew to play the game with regularly, because it basically turns it into like 
like the video game and that there's progression and right. uh uh you, you drink you know you you gain your resources and then you can spend them on like beers and permanent upgrades and uh but it also does introduce like two more mission types so on-site refining and the drill dozer escort mission will be added as mission types and, and all the stuff that comes with it you know and all, all the cool little miniatures and things like that so they're they they are significant upgrades, but when they're they're nearly the same price as the base game, they're nearly as expensive as the base game, and that's that's oh, I want them so bad, but also that's too much. That's too much. Um, there's a few mini expansions that are also like thirty quid each. So there's the Goo Bombers one they had before, and there's the they've added bulk detonator as an enemy you can get, and it's massive. It's like the like the box is just one big miniature that you just. <laughs> in the pickles in the middle it, it looks it looks rad as hell but it's just uh yeah there's that and and um a few more enemies in one of the other packs so it's um uh yeah I mean, the, the whole the whole board game is cool but like yeah the, the the price of it is now a bit much a bit much i might get one of the mini things but if you're a newcomer now's the time because they've they're they've the kickstarter also includes like being able to get in on buying the base game, the same version of the base game that I have anyway. So they're making more of that. So if you're interested, now's your chance. Mm. Uh, proceed. That was my little segment. Well, that's all I played. So now I think Dan needs to talk about Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's been a while for me. Um, I don't know if we have time to talk about more Zelda stuff. We've got a while. Let's skip over it. Look, um, I haven't had much time to play more, so... So why don't you go ahead, <laughs> go ahead with the uh, with the uh, what's it? What's the damn ninety nine game? <laughs> F Zero ninety nine yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, I will say one one little thing about Zelda that is like I, I I haven't really been playing it all that much. Like I, I, the draw has left because I haven't been there to force you. Yeah, there's a bit there's a bit of that, but the the general draw has just left me. I think with it, I've have I've, the Breath of the Wild problem is kicking in. Uh, it's like where there's just there is there is so much to do that I don't I don't feel like I want to just finish the damn game so I go back to it and do some more but then I'm not being like in my like <laughs> away from the game moments I'm not thinking I should go play some Zelda uh, like that's that's it's it's bit it's too big it's too big it's like it's the effect has worn off so maybe I should just go and you know finish it and then it definitely feels a lot more checklisty than the last one i don't know why but i do find myself bringing up the quest log thing and finding Man, there's, there's, side yeah quests there's, there's so much off. i haven't done still in that quest log like things i quests i actually know about that i just haven't gone and yeah. gone back and done there's, there's so much and i'm I, yeah my depth coverage is not enough i should go to the do oh i don't know if you've even discovered it but i should go to do the like main depthy thing i should go finish that off yeah. um uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But then I've I'll... been in a color, and I found the stupid horse. Um, oh, you found the horse god, horse god. Yeah, yeah, fairy type thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's weird. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do any of his stuff. I don't want to mm. upgrade my horses by giving him complex foods, like <laughs> not particularly. Yeah, no. I never did that either. Really. No. Uh. Yeah. Horses are still not worth the effort. That's the problem. Yeah, no. give us back the teleporting horse armor, then maybe. Every, every, every time <laughs> I, I every time I get a horse out, I use it for about two minutes and then go. Oh, I'm gonna have to go on foot from here. <laughs> I just don't like abandoning them. Like when oh, you I have do. to go on foot, and I then just leave I just them. leave the, I leave them there for like forever. They're yeah. just hanging out by that river for the rest of the game. Yep. 
And it's sometimes surprising when I go by, it's like, oh, there's a a horse just standing there. What's that? Oh, that's mine. Oh, it's mine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're right, mate. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This this isn't a knock against the game. It's just, it's just too big. And my, my attention span is waning. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, It's Wayne (laughs) Rooney-ing. Yeah. <laughs> my attention span is ruining. <laughs> With well ruined. And oh no, I prefer Johnsoning. Oh no, that'd be more Dwayneing. <laughs> I'm Dwayneing. <laughs> Dwayneing. <Dwayne-ing. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, your violage may marry. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Get, get your violage in now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so other than that, I've been I've actually been the thing I've been mainlining is I've been, is NFS Unbound. That thing continues to be an enjoyable NFS. experience. I've, I've, I'm really enjoying it. And so I'm most of the way through the game now and uh, the 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 story has had a few super obvious twists, but they're like in a weird way like that's the thing that's kind of keeping me going. It's like the story is simple, but it's it's a connective tissue that really works in this context, uh, really works in this game. So it's like I, I do want to see it through as a result. Um, uh, otherwise, perhaps some of the, like, I guess classic problems that, like, burnout games used to have are starting to rear their heads a little bit or, like, classic, like, Need for Speed games or anything with cop chases in. As the, as the heat gets higher and as the speeds get higher, the amount of, crap outside your control also increases um which can make things quite a little bit more frustrating than they were at the start of the game because when, when i first started playing it i remember like i waxed lyrical about how exhilarating like some of the cop chases could be and like they and how exciting it was to get into now they're kind yeah. of becoming just more of an annoyance and i think that's probably the natural natural progression of these things anyway right that happens in almost any game with a cop chase system um uh but like it's not just the cop chase itself that's for us, you know, the fact that you have to do it and you have to uh, outrun the cops. It's the mechanics of how it gets when, when it gets harder, just become irritating. Um, uh, like their ability to spot you gets, they become much quicker at like picking you out from the crowd. They seem at times a bit cheaty because uh, the game like almost encourages you to go hide from them and there's even a mechanic to turn your engine off so you're hard at a spot but then the number of times i've just had cops just driving off road into the middle of nowhere to find me immediately inside a bit of construction pipe or something and it's like okay mm. clearly you just knew where i was and you were coming at me there was nothing i could do there um mm. and it's like that has been quite irritating um uh also like the problem that problem extends to races as well which is why i sort of mentioned the burnout thing like as cars get faster it becomes harder to spot trouble and avoid trouble ahead of you like if the ai causes a crash or if a car just appears out of nowhere in the racing line uh like uh, you're you're more just way more likely to run into it at high speeds and uh yeah uh and the, the the high risk nature of the gameplay loop which you know, it means you only get a limited number of retries per set per day, essentially. And like when you buy into a race, it costs you money. So you want to do well to recoup your losses and earn some. It's and some races you only get money if you win. Uh like that that high riskiness starts to feel a bit more like bullshit after a while. <laughs> mm, <laughs> um yeah. like uh, like as, as things have been getting harder. Um uh and uh, some of the luster comes off a little bit uh, like that's that said i'm still uh, uh, that's it it can that can happen all in a bunch which is the most annoying thing in the world and then you'll have a session where like absolutely nothing bad happens at all and you think to yourself well that seems surprisingly lenient 
um, mm. and stuff like that. So it's a bit all over the place, but in some ways, I guess that's a bit realistic and help you buy into the world that little bit more. It just sucks when you've had a really successful day and then you get actually, I've been busted by the cops a couple of times now. And it's oh, really? like, like, and, and so when that happens, you lose the entire session's worth of progress. It's like, it just goes. Time still progresses in the storyline, but you lose any money you've made in that period. Um, uh, and if you're trying to scrub, scrub enough funds together so you can actually upgrade your car enough for the for the big race at the weekend, then that can be quite irritating. Um, or, quite, or quite a bummer. Uh, so far, I haven't failed any of that. I don't know what would happen if you like got to the, the end of week and didn't didn't have the gear needed to or the, the buy-in cost or, or a suitable car to actually go in. I don't know. Or even if you lost that weekend thing i don't know what would actually happen like would the timeline all shift and give you another week mm. to get ready for it? i bet that's what would happen and they would just run it again um because they would be nice like that in the street racing scene of course <laughs> it's, like, it's, all, it's so all about understanding. yeah it's um yeah it's i don't know i think it's a, i think it's a really good one of those um yeah stylish yeah and, you uh, know just a bit cool yeah Got, it's got a yeah. little extra something, a little, a little bit of that old arcade zhuzh. <laughs> zhuzh. A bit of zhuzh. Everyone needs a bit of zhuzh yeah. now and then. Uh, yeah, so let's actually talk about F-099, which is half the time what I end up playing when I turn my Switch on, because uh, it's just like, oh yeah, this, let's, let's play some more of that. Uh, F-099's fun. Um, needs more content. Um, it, it's pretty much is, is what it says on the tin. It's like, it's F-0, but with 99 human players in a race at once. Um, right, uh, and, it, and it tries to bring some of the '99 formula from the, the other games across a little bit, but not as successfully, I would argue. So it's like uh, by that I mean like uh, in like in Tetris '99, for instance, you got a, an advantage for KOing people for like being the one that caused them to lose. Um, mm. uh, sometimes a contentious measurement, but that was how it was how it was done, um, mm. uh, and I think that was true of. Pac-Man 99, I can't really remember what Pac-Man 99 was like. I played it like once and was like, nope. Uh, and Mario 35 had a similar similar feeling about, it's like, this is interesting, not that interesting. Uh, I never picked it up again. Um, whereas this this has that where you can KO the other drivers off the course and that will give you an advantage, but that advantage is way slighter now. Like it basically increases your max boost by a tiny amount and will refill your boost if you've... Uh, if you're low on it as well, but that's that's a very minimal advantage generally, um, uh, and that's it really. Uh, the rest the rest of it is like it's F zero of ninety nine players, <laughs> and there's yeah. uh, they, they they sort of have like so if you're behind, they've added some extra mechanics where like collisions between other drivers will drop sparks on the floor that can be picked up by drivers behind, and that will build a, build a secondary meter. So after a while, you can burn that meter to leave the track onto an easier skyway above, which where you're basically permanently boosting along it. Um, so, you know, to bring you back, a, you know, get a bit ahead a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a catch up mechanic. It's a rubber, it's an intentional rubber band. Um, mm. but there are ways you can get up there a little quicker. There are like golden, uh, bumper craft that appear like halfway through the pack and backwards. So if you hit those, you get more sparks, um, added so you can build that meter quicker. Uh, other than that, like it handles a little bit, like it is, it is the snares F zero. So it's like, it's based on that handling model and it's based on that, yeah. but, but, yeah. but, but everything has been rebuilt. Everything's from the ground up. So it doesn't quite feel the same. Um, 
Uh, I was but talking. You don't have to button mash to go around corners. Well, no, that was kind of. I mean, that kind of works, but that was pretty specifically a GBA. Yeah, that was a GBA thing. thing. I like um, that, but you know, yeah, yeah, the pump for grip. But that is that is kind of a thing in this one. Like the 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 pump, like is the is the way if you're in trouble, you pump to like regain grip and start going the direction you intend. Uh, that is that is kind of a thing here. Um, also, that was the other thing I just mentioned to Zach, like being like, I'm sure it's missing some effects, and it's like uh, it turns out those were effects that are in the GBA game, not in the original SNES game as well. Like the parallax floor effect that the GBA game did. That wasn't yeah. in the SNES original, as it turns out. Uh, that was a GBA fancy thing. Uh, so, like, I can forgive it that as well. Um, uh, what is a little bit annoying is it seems like they're gating the track output because there's there's like five mm. or six tracks in the game right now. So, mm. I feel like I'm constantly playing the. If you're playing like just the F zero ninety nine mode, you're probably playing three of those, maybe four constantly and there's a couple that are like the hard tracks that will turn up in like um the end of a grand prix or something like that there's one track in the game that i've never seen yet it just it just has never come up um but there's clearly placeholders in the in the track list for for a bunch more and i'm just like a bit of me is just like just release them already like it's it's already getting stale for me just because of the number of tracks like I know, I know some people are like super into this, but like I think I think mm. I need a little more variety in it because it's it's fun, but and and I don't expect to. You can't expect to win all the time because there's a whole bunch of luck when you've got ninety nine players all bumbling around in front of you. Um, uh, but it is, but it is a good time, and it works surprisingly well. I've not got the best ping, as it turns out, because I guess I'm not wired in, so my little latency meter isn't perfect, but. Uh, uh, but it's but it's good enough. I've only ever run into a couple of noticeable, like you know, networky problems with yeah. it, which is pretty impressive in a way. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think the that's most noticeable going. thing that goes wrong is occasionally like your it, your ship can just sort of veer off on its own, like as if you've been hit, I guess. But it didn't quite sync up with the other car actually hitting you on the track, so that can be a little off-putting at times. Um, but it's um it's a minor. It's it's a good time. It's good. Time. It's it's cool that it exists. It's one of those, right? It's cool that it exists. It's a nice freebie if you're an NSO subscriber. Um, uh, bring back F Zero. <laughs> do it. Do it for real. Uh, oh God! And what else I've been doing? Uh, let's see. Quick wrap ups, I guess. Uh, still occasionally poking Detective Pikachu. I mean, the cases are getting mildly more interesting, but it's, but it's, but it's still <laughs> mildly a, terrifying. But it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's still a pretty linear affair, and none, none of the none of the puzzles have been super taxing thus far. Um, like hardly at all, really. They're all pretty easy. Uh, I don't know really what 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 to say about it. Like, it is what it is. Um, so I did a bit of that. What else did I play? I played a bit of. Uh, uh, Kippers and I played a tiny bit of Omega Strikers, which we were, I, I, I talked about ages ago, I think, as a sort of like, what if Rocket League was an MMO? <laughs> or, you know, what if football was an MMO? Or like Windjammers, I suppose, those sorts of games. Um, uh, we went, we sort of checked in on that because it turns out I didn't have any updates downloaded for Fortnite or Counter Strike, which were like 20 <laughs> gigs each. So it's like, well, let's just do this. Uh, uh, that game was. 
improved quite a lot since we first played it. That's, it was in early access when we went to it, and it's a, it's a lot. It's now a much slicker experience. Like it feels more finished now, uh, but the core is still the same. There's still it's it's still still exactly what it sounds like. Uh, three on three football, but you control it like an MMO. Uh, the controller support now works because Kippers was using it, whereas for me it was all kinds of busted when I tried it before. Um, oh, really? Yeah, like the direction didn't match where that you pushed the direction and it wasn't the direction your character went, stuff like that. <laughs> it was pretty broken. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it's a fun, fun little aside. Uh, it's a, it's a de- decent little game. Um, uh, and the music's banging. <laughs> I'll give it that. The music is pretty good. Um, uh, what else did I do? Okay, the, the, the other, I guess, more interesting. Oh, two, yeah, Dreamcast. I've been playing my Dreamcast still. Uh, which I probably should stop doing if I want to play some like actual games of this year and start using my Game Pass a bit more. Uh, I spent some time with Metropolis Street Racer. Um, well, that was good at least. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I think it's old. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is, and I don't. It's kind of aged gracefully, but sort of not at the same time. It's it's one mm. of those like some of the visuals look, do look bad <laughs> like it, like 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 so if it like it does the the thing where like it picks like a, a weather condition for certain for the for the various areas and like when it's foggy it just makes everything everything very great the, the game is already quite washed out in appearance generally it's not like a super popping visual presentation uh yeah. in its color palette um so when the fog comes in everything is it is even more gray and even more washed out and it can make some stuff a little bit hard to see Apart from the shadows under the cars, which still seem perfect black, <laughs> like they just look right, really yeah. weird. Um, like some effects just don't work like that. Um, but the actual driving is solid. Like it still drives really nice. It's like it feels it feels good to drive it around. It's a it's a it's a shame the performance isn't hot. Like it like it only runs at thirty, and if you've got a busy mm. race, that can dip, uh, and that's that is a little bit of a, a bummer when that happens because um, it does make the driving difficult. But also, like some of their like just visual decisions, they weren't great at the time, and I think I remember this being a problem when I used to play it a lot back then. But like coming back to it now, it's even more apparent because obviously low resolution. It's not because it's an old game, but they decide to line every bit of pavement with like a black iron barrier that's like super mm. thin, so like it aliases to all hell, and so spotting it sometimes isn't super obvious. Um, and I, 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 yeah, I'm not sure that was a great, great choice. They they probably could have just put straight up barriers down, I suppose. That maybe then it would have lost some of the city aesthetic they were going for. But yeah, it just makes it hard to actually see where the where the corner boundaries are at times. Um, uh, <laughs> and I'd kind of forgotten how bizarre the music is in that game. It's so it is strange. So it's made by our friend Richard Jakes, who you know worked with Sega for a long time, including a couple of things on the Jet Set Radio soundtrack, uh, both of them. Um, uh, and so this, this is kind of his thing, but he kind of mimics like various different stations from around the world. So there's more like, if you go to Japan, there's like, it's certain, I think it's the Shinjuku area where it's like, it's more like cheesy pop dance um, uh, with a little, a little sprinkling of Eurobeat maybe in there. Um, or if you go to, uh, the UK, for instance, they have sort of like 
a cheesy 90s pop radio station there where it's like terrible ballads that the that would have been around at that time oh really and uh uh, and then there's like a drum and bass channel <laughs> and then there's a, a jazz channel in the UK, whereas the Americans get like, again, sort of bad, sort of like semi hip hop channel. There's one that like is really is, is trying to ape Will Smith and it's it's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, how how do you even go about trying to? You say hey, Will Smith. You say That is exactly how you do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and but then do, it just sounds like a parody. Like, yeah, it does. It 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 yeah, it's definitely a parody. <laughs> it's 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 all over the place and it's and it's kind of great as a result. But it does some like prints. like like super weird stuff as well like if you're under if you're in a tunnel under a surface it like it simulates the radio cutting out. Oh yeah, I remember that. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it just goes that. goes a bit fuzzier. <laughs> yeah, did they, they never did that in Grand Theft Auto. I guess it's too annoying, right? Yeah. Uh, did they do that? In, I don't know. I think they might have done it <laughs> yeah. like two. <laughs> yeah, they might have done that. Maybe once they got licensed music and stuff. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> That's like car damage. You're not allowed yeah. to fuck with these tracks. <laughs> yeah, know, but the amount of stuff that you are that is going on in that game <laughs> with those tracks playing, like I'm probably not that. Uh, yeah, so there's that, and I, I think their like menu UI has problems as well. I've ran into some of the things that I'd forgotten about, like that were weird little issues. So every now and then you come across events that like you start the event and it goes, ah, oh, it's got these restrictions. You need to be at this place in this time, and don't forget MSR has a real time mechanic, so it's actually saying no, you should play the game at this time to get these this this time period at the location you're playing at. <laughs> Which of course you could just fudge yeah. by changing the the system clock if you really care, but. I don't see what those do anyway, because it like it will come up with those restrictions saying you should use this car and you should play at this time, uh, and it will, and then it will just say not valid in big letters over, and then still let you play the event. And I don't really know what they do because it doesn't tell you that it's like oh you don't do this or you won't get an unlock of some description. It 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 just it just lets you do it anyway, and it's like I don't I don't understand what those are. <laughs> Um, and there's bits of the UI where it could have just been handy to know what your own car's performance level is so you could gauge what your car is like against the competition and stuff like that or whether or not you should be upgrading your car or looking to do more of that stuff and uh, yeah it's it's, 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 it's it's got a few little quality of life issues that they very much cleared up by the time Project Gotham came around um, still it's a it kind of holds up. Although it was, I, I, I'd kind of forgotten about the fact that you could like customize all of the, um, like it had two messages it would put on screen. Like if you were sliding mm. and earning kudos, it would have a message it would put on screen. And if, and if you hit a wall, it would have a message that it would put on screen. Uh, and you can customize those <laughs> for, for oh, some really? reason. Oh. So, so of course, like, like 2000s era, us, I suppose. I guess I what thought it was. Put? I guess I thought it was funny to drift around corners and have it go was up, <laughs> like, like in text with lots of use. And if I ran into a wall, it would of course say schmuck, schmuck, <laughs> you schmuck. Uh, so it was, yeah, weird. And I was in number plates, of course, uh, customized to it will be weird things. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I had, a, I had a pretty good time. Don't know if I'll go back to it again, but it was um. 
an enjoyable little venture. I played it for several hours. Uh, the other thing I picked up, because I had a pickup, because um, it was a bargain, uh, I picked up a copy of F355 Ferrari Challenge. Uh, oh, I which, vaguely remember that. Which is Sega's attempt at a sim racer. Uh, yeah, AM2 had a go. Um, it's surprisingly good. Interesting. Like it is. It's it's a it's a slightly odd take because okay, it's 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 basically a port of their arcade game, um, which was a big old like I think it ran on like three Naomi boards and you had like three screens around you, so you had a central view and two side views on three separate monitors, and it was. Kind of a Blimey. kind of a big cabinet and kind of cool, but like AM2 went hard on making it simulation. So you you know hit your braking zones correctly, turn in correctly, don't accelerate at the wrong time, otherwise you'll drift off the track and stuff like that. They yeah, they went in. This game's hard, um, like really hard, and it takes a long time to sort of get a feel for its driving. And it feels like if you come off playing any other racing game, it feels very slow because it's got that kind of sim right, feel, yeah. like especially like how early Gran Turismo's felt. If you know what I mean, like yeah, it's just that yeah, sort yeah. of plod around the turn. But oh, I don't have as much grip as I thought I did. Kind of feel um, right. I'm gonna spin out even though I don't feel like I'm going. Yeah, it's very much one of those. Um, hey, it's like one of the few games I remember like that in like, having assists you can turn on and off and it lets you like like stability and contraction control and brake auto braking you can turn them off on the fly which is fun there's like two buttons on the controller dedicated to just switching whether you want certain assists turned on or off on the fly which is weird I guess they used to be like physical buttons on the arcade cab um yeah that game's real hard but it's actually it's actually pretty good I, I I got a bit addicted, you know. If I if I sit down with it, I, like it's one of those games I find hard to stop because it's just like, okay, I can't. I, I could probably do a little bit better. Let's run that again. Uh, I've never won a race on it. The best I've come is second, because uh, you know arcade difficulty. Uh, it's, um, but it, but yeah, it actually play. It actually handles real nice. It feel, it feels good to play. It runs at a solid sixty. It's got that like Sega arcade look to it. It's um. It's it's got a bizarre rock soundtrack that like I don't know if it necessarily fits. It doesn't seem quite right. And there's like a DJ guy that you can't hear, but he's talking at the starts of tracks and at the end near to near the end of the race, it's like like there's only like one line I can ever hear, and it's like step on it to your heart's content. It's just it's a really weird choice. Like, why is that guy so muffled and like inaudible? It's um it's bizarre. Uh, but yeah, it's a. I'm, I'm, I was a bit surprised. I, I was kind of going into it thinking, "Oh, I'm sure this will be all right." Like it's a it's a Sega racing game. Um, like what could what could go wrong? But it's uh, as it turns out, not a lot. It's good. It's good. But it's kind of all it is. Don't expect a huge amount of content. Uh, is that it? That might be it. Ferrari F five five challenge, and that's a podcast. Woo! Uh, right on time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope I timed well, that well. I tried. Pretty I tried. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And I think I shall do a wrap up. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, check out our YouTube channel, uh, Happy Salad. Uh, we've got a continuing series on our Let's Play of um, Beyond Good and Evil. 
which is coming to a close, roughly. I think I think we got one more in us, haven't we? Yeah, I think I think it's just the one. Uh, but check out the latest prior episode to that, the, coming up to the denouement. It went up yesterday. By the time this podcast goes out, yeah, you'll be able to watch it, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully. It, <laughs> with it, unless there's any other unplanned <laughs> hospital visits, etc. Yeah, assuming none of us die. <laughs> yeah, assuming that we're all still alive, we'll catch you in a fortnight. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.